wouldn't be a big arse preview day if there wasn't a lot of technical issues and things getting in the way, but we are still here and we're ready to talk high school football. Hello, everybody. Terry Bennett, Grant Goodwin, sideline to sideline, the 3A edition brought to you by SI Design and Printing. We'll be talking more about them in the commercial break. Uh, it's been a long day, and we haven't even started recording these yet. We've done, like, one show. Yeah, we did one show that won't even probably go up. So, basically... Uh, and that it, was an outdrank the coverage yeah, show. Yeah, that was an outdrank the coverage show. And, and basically, if it, we were expecting to be uh, doing some of this in video like we're doing now, but we get over to Grant's uh, to do ribs and all that, and, and there's just so many technical issues. We're not able to do video. So, if you're listening to this, there will not be a video of the Big R's preview show, but we will be back doing video when we start the uh, sideline to sideline shows in the season, which, of course, won't be week one if you, if you don't remember uh, we do not do a show week one. These will carry over the Big R's preview shows, and then we'll be back actually week two of the season. But other than that, how are you doing? <laughs> doing great, man. Doing great. I mean, this kind of this makes me feel like season is here now. We got a quick jaunt down to Port Aransas next week yep. for a little show vacation before everything starts, and then it's on to Beckville, Tenson, and then China Spring Lorena. Yeah, that's where we're going to be week one. We're going to be seeing, you know, we're doing a 2A show this year, uh, and so we're going to be seeing 2A to start the season, and I don't think there's a better 2A. Um, and by the way, uh, just a real quick note, that game being on a Thursday, be prepared for a lot of 2A, 3As, and 4As to possibly being moved to two Thursdays this year mm -hmm. because the official shortage is truly that, – that's been a threat for the last couple of years, but there legitimately is uh, to where I know the Dallas chapter and the Houston chapter have told as many schools, if y'all could move to Thursday or Saturday, we can, we can do it. But if y'all expect to play on Friday – we might not be able to fill all the games. Right. Uh, and so if you want to. could you work out well for fans. So you could uh, probably catch a lot streaming online. Yeah. You know, on Thursday and on Saturday. So you might. I mean, it, you know, the official shortage is a bad deal. But it might be at least good for a fan catching a few more games yeah. than what you normally would. Look at you looking a toad and making it a prince. That's right. I call it making a lemonade out of. Lemon? Yeah, lemons. There you go. I couldn't remember the fruit. So what we do on the big I'm not R real good with recipes. <laughs> so what we do on the Big R's preview show is we're gonna pick every district for class three A. Uh, then we will do division one first, division two, and then we'll come back at the end and we will give you our state championship uh, picks who we think is gonna make Are we the gonna do uh, instead of just state oh, championship God. picks? No, I mean we'll do like region winners, semifinals. Yeah, we do. Then, that's what we, yeah. we don't pick every playoff. We do who we think will be in the region finals, the semifinals, and the state championship. Okay. Yeah. And we don't try to and, and give all the credit to the world to Matt because he he goes out and he maxes them up. I don't do that. I, I just I just want to tell you who I think is going to win. I'm not going to try to tell you who's playing in the third round. Right. That's just not my thing. And so uh, when it gets here, I just I'm happy to be in the third round. Right. Uh, so what we do is we pick every team that we think will make the playoffs. Then we'll pick our region, sem state semifinals, and state championship. We're going to have Coach X. He'll be joining us uh, via. The facts, as he always is. Uh, the boys at NETSN. Is he still faxing stuff? Yeah, he still faxes I everything. I can't believe there's even a – well, I guess where he's coaching, that's yeah. still the main thing. I mean, they still got – he's still – Main thing of comfort, or, uh, 
Yeah. I mean, so I have communication. to I have to pay him in AOL discs because where he's at, he can't. He doesn't you got have all high those speed. free ones. Yeah, I have to send him all those free ones and AOL's and figured all, out how they don't work now. Do you remember though when we had to do that for the games? I, I had to have that one account that had like I could dial up any number. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you want to ask why we retired from broadcasting games in right. 2012? We did that in Waco or in Bellmead, and yep. I think we did that in Lindale yep. one night. Yeah, but having to pull up these numbers and trying to do the old <laughs> dial up. Uh, but anyway, uh, and then we have the boys from NETSN. They're going to give us who they think are coming out of East Texas in 3A. Uh, and we'll be talking more about them. They've got a great app, by the way. Them boys in East Texas are doing some great things. They're going to be doing a game of the week uh, brought to you by Azalea. They're going to be doing uh, uh, Chapel Hill football, and they're going to be doing a lot of other things, and they're going to be doing our East Texas show. And as much as I love East Texas, it is nice to have a guy that's going to help me do those shows. I really appreciate it. I can't that. wait to talk Chapel Hill. This oh, year, that's, by the way. yeah, that's a, that's a hot topic. I, I don't think they like us because we have hot sports opinions on Chapel Hill's consistency. Uh, yeah, but they I'm might very be happy. high. On, they might be happy this on year. The Bulldogs this You'll year. have to tune into the 4A show. But so again, if you're waiting for the YouTube, there will be no YouTube of the Big R's preview show. And you know what? In a way, that's kind of fitting because you know we're sitting here now in beef rib juice, the meat sweats, <laughs> half naked. I don't know if they really want I'm us to watch. I'm not half naked. Well, you will be later after I we talk some boys ranch. I can't see across the table. No, <laughs> no, we're not talking. That was an off-the-air joke. That's going to be an off-the-air joke all year long. But anyway, we're going to take a break. And when we come back here on the SI Design and uh, design and Printing 3A Big R's preview show, we're going to start out in West Texas Region 1, Division 1, and we're going to tell you make the playoffs. And we'll do all that when we come back. Right here on Sideline to Sideline on the S2S Sports Network, part of L4 Media. Are you an athletic director or coach looking to make your locker room pop, looking to refresh your look, looking to redo your brand? Well, check out SI Design and Printing. They're going to transform your sports organization athletic facilities into what you're looking for by enhancing the student-athlete experience, boasting the brand, and honoring your past. They do that with banners, backlit signage, locker graphics, window graphics, fence mesh graphic designs, and so much more. If you need a refresh, SI Design is going to help you do that check them out online sidesign.net and hey if you're a parent or a grandparent they've got something for you as well as si design is the leading provider of custom sports prints they offer a variety of products including posters banners canvases and more all you have to do is upload your high quality studio or action shot and si design will create the memory for you for more information, all you have to do is go to their website, sidesign.net forward slash sports prints, and you'll get all the information that you need. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in SI Design and Printing. Give them a call, 254-405-9492, or you can email them, info at sidesign.net, and tell Kyle that Sideline to Sideline sent I love the colorful clothes you wear. And the way the sunlight plays upon her head I hear the sound of a gentle On the wind that lifts her perfume through the air Terry Bennett Grant Goodwin back here, sideline to sideline, the Big R's preview show, 3A style, brought to you by SI Design and Printing. 
Uh, you heard the ad in the break. Want to remind everybody, you can find us on Facebook. Just type in Sideline to Sideline on Twitter at Grant and Terry. You can email us, Grant and Terry at S2SSports.com. You'll be able to find this podcast. If you found us through Facebook, you can go to the page, S2SGrantandTerry.com, or on every podcast platform known to man. Let's get into it, Grant. Let the, no better way to start than to get right to it. 3A Division One, District One, out in West Texas. You, and we're doing the uh, one through four. We're predicting one through yeah, four, we're right? Basically okay. predicting the district order Every for district, most of these. One yeah, through four. Okay. You, you act like you haven't done this before. Well, We've been doing this for, for like ten years. The now. listener ha- that might not have listened ever. Well, or, shame on them. If you haven't listened to us, I want you to go find us on all the other websites and listen to every show. I want you to. I want to know what we said in 2008 about Brownfield. Hmm. I don't even know if we did a big R show back in 2008. I don't Probably think, not. I think we, we started smarter. that like an old coach. Yeah, we were smarter back then. Yeah. We're stupider as we All get right, older. So District 1, 3A Division 1. Uh, my, I think uh, Denver City is going to win the district. Oh, I really? Think, uh, yeah, I like that. I think uh, Jonah Escalante, uh, the quarterback, uh, uh, you know, he's uh, – I don't know. I, I, I say he's a dual threat. I don't know if you'd call him a dual threat, but he's a big kid. Uh, Andrew Velasco, uh, Velasco uh, the running back, had almost, what, 900 yards uh, rushing last year. Uh, got a good defense coming back, the Mustangs do. So I think they are uh, – I think Denver City and Brownfield are going to fight for the district title. I think Brownfield will be uh, number two with J.J. Martinez at quarterback who, you know, threw over – 3,000 yards. Yeah. That's got to be one of the top uh, quarterbacks statistically coming back in the uh, in West Texas panhandle. I say panhandle, but. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's uh, not really. Yeah, it's kind of. It's kind of in, in between. It's in the in-between No man's spot. land, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's Can't call it West West Texas, though. Um, no? What would you, you know what? If you're out in Brownville or Denver City, what would you call that area? That's actually a good question. Yeah. Because, I mean, the I, Plains, I guess you call really it the Plains, because, maybe, but it's even. Yeah. It's really weird that you're bringing that up because I was doing something where I was mapping something out. Mm-hmm. And, and I literally was looking in that area going, what is that area called? Because it's not called the Panhandle and it's not really West Texas, but. And it's. West Texas. Maybe the Plains. Yeah. Is it close to Permian Basin? There we are. We're already in our first big discussion. Let's spend six hours talking that. So you have uh, Denver City 1 and Brownfield 2? You know, I don't. I I have Brownfield, but I I think that this is going to be another matchup that's an absolute blast of a game. Last year, I think Denver City won by seven points, Mm -hmm. 28-21. I I just like that what Brownfield has coming back offensively, as you talked about. I I think that uh, Martinez, I'm like you, I think he's got to at least be in the top five to eight of returning statistical leaders for quarterbacks. Um, I, now, for them, for, for Brownfield to win, though, they're going to have to figure out that defense because last year they gave up 39 to Muleshoe, they gave up 28 to Denver City, and then they played Muleshoe again in the playoffs and, and gave up 47. Mm-hmm. So if the Cubs can figure out defensively, they're going to score with anybody. With Denver City, I do like what they have coming back defensively. Uh, you know, they got kind of upset in that first round of the playoffs last year, and so you know, sometimes that's, a, that's your motivation all year, and then sometimes you can't quite get over that right um, but but I, I'm like you though I do think that at the end of the day 
I like these two teams kind of being just a little bit above everybody else uh, as far as, you know, in this mm-hmm. district. Uh, I, I think and then I've got Kermit and Slayton after yeah, that. I've got Kermit, Kermit third yep. and then Slayton fourth. Yeah, you know, the, the Yellow Jackets last year uh, made the playoffs uh, at four and seven. Uh, you know, they, they do return five offense, uh, but they've got to figure out their quarterback situation. you got Mercurio Perez, who might be, but he gets so much time at linebacker that the coach has talked about maybe throttling it down a little bit on the quarterback quarterback side because I mean you're talking especially you know we joke about the heat but let, let's be honest we live in a time now where 90 percent of the regular seasons played in 95 degree weather yeah especially out there and, and so I, I think that they're they would like to be able to find another quarterback but at the end of the day I have it Brownfield Denver City Kermit and Slayton and you have it Denver City Brownfield Kermit and Slayton Correct. Slayton. All right. Uh, and by the way, Slayton, if they can pull that up, that'd be pretty good because last year they were 0-10. But they returned the house. Now, is that a good thing because they were 0-10? That's that thing you and I always talk about. You know, somebody will say, our defense returns nine starters. And you're like, yeah, but your defense gave up 42 points a game last year. <laughs> Do you really want all of them well, coming back? Well, it helps them this is a five-team district. Yeah, it helps well. them if a five-team district. But anyway, all right, so that's our, our for Division 1-3A. And if this is the first time you listen, this is how we do it. All right, District 2-3A. Uh, th- this is going to be an interesting one because I think a lot of people feel that Bushland, with what they're returning defensively, is the top team to beat. Ice? I don't know, I, man. I, I still I like still think, water. I think they are because I think Bushland has the best quarterback, uh, one of the best oh, quarterbacks yeah. in 3A yeah, Division One, and uh, uh, Dawson Jaco, man, over 3,300 yards passing last year. Uh, the kid's a beast. We got to see him in person against, what, Canadian and Dumas. Dumas. And, that was I, one of I our mean, favorite trips, man. Yeah. And uh, so I, I think uh, this district, two uh, runs through Bushland because of Jacob. I do agree with that. I do agree with that. And then I think Shallow Water is a close second. And, uh, you know, I think the Bushland-Shallow uh, Water game will be a great one. Well, Cannon let's Reed at running back for Shallow Water, he, he's one that could be special. Uh, isn't it time to say that Shallow Water has a, a, a litany of great backs through the years? Yeah. I mean, that, especially back the last you, 15 right? years. Yeah, especially. Jared Black was the, the last one before Cannon Reed. Well, there's a couple others in between, but yeah, he was Wasn't the one on the yeah on the okay. state level. But I, so I want to go back to let's remember, shallow water beat Bushland last year. That was kind of yeah. the shock. Yeah. Also, let's remember this: we, we just talked about it uh, in the last one about motivation. Where is Bushland's head after you've got Brock on the mat? You're about to announce yourself to the state that you are ready to win the region and possibly be a state championship contender, and you are dominating Brock, and then Brock just absolutely steamrolls you in the second half. In the second half, How will that carry over? Can Bushland use that as fuel? Or will that be something that starts to get in the back of their mind when they get in these? Because, you know, we were we when we saw them against Dumas, we said, hey, this team is legit. And they were legit. And then they got beat by Shallow Water. And the thing was that everybody told us was, yeah, but that was a weird game. You know, Shallow, Bushland didn't kind of play well at the right time. And, and they could do it. And then the Brock game happened. I, I do think that there's something that's got to be answered there with their head. Could be. I'm going to – I'm going to – I've had this as a I, – I, I have shallow water winning the district, but I've gone back and forth, but I'm going to stick to that. I think both of these teams will end up playing very far into the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, remember, shallow water got beat by Paradise, which at the time everybody was shocked, but Paradise in that great game, 17-14. Uh, oh, we're going to talk One about that. Yes. Dual threats. You know, as crazy as that district is – I had a I had one of a one of our listeners say, man, it's so crazy how we, we rated that the toughest district when they literally had half their coaches completely changed. I said, well, that's why it's a tough district because mm-hmm. you have such good teams at the top, and Paradise is one of those. But yeah, 
I have I have shallow water. I have Bushland. I have Dalhart. I have Mule Shoe. Okay, I've got it. Bushland one, shallow water two, uh, Mule Shoe three, and Dalhart yeah, four. Perfect, perfectly fine with that. And, and River Road, they're they're just struggling. They're, they're just in a really tough district for them. Yeah. All right, let's go now to District three three A. And I said it on the Dark Horse Show. I said it when we talked toughest district. I think Jim Ned might be back this year. Yeah, I do if too. If they can stay healthy, and that has been their biggest bug the last, even the year they won state, you, you talk to the fans and they say, "Man, we were limping into that state championship. We were just so just wore down." If they can stay healthy, they return fifteen starters from a team that went eight and four last year, started out really really slow, hit district, and just took off, and and they started playing more like the the, the Jim Ned that we're used to, uh, and they've got a quarterback who honestly, I mean, as as great as the the, the, the running back and everything was a few years ago. I, I like the Beasley quarterback. I, I think that he could end up taking them into a little bit different way with a little bit more of spreading the field and throwing the ball. Well, yeah, Beasley's a great quarterback. Uh, Braden Shipman, though, the running back, is probably one of the most underrated uh, running backs well, out of the big came, country. Well, he came after Xavier Wishart, so everybody's right. going to try to compare sure. him to him, and that's he's a different type of running back. Right, but he is good in his own way. So I've got it, Jim Ned one. Iowa Park 2, Breckenridge 3, and then Vernon 4. Be nice to see Vernon uh, getting back. Hey, last year they went 9-3. and Coach Cheryl did a great job. They returned a court. This is a really tough district. This is why this district was in our top, you know, top toughest districts. Uh, I I can see, you know, and and Iowa Park, they're the one. You know, this is a team, Michael Swenson, his second year as a head coach, they returned the house from a team that it felt like they underperformed last year. Mm -hmm. If – I will say it this way. If, if Iowa Park can realize that they're in a division now where their depth should be a plus instead of when they were in 4A and it was a negative, they could easily, I don't want to say easily, but they could be a region threat. Oh, yeah. But they've got to be consistent. They've yeah. got to win the games you're supposed to win, not only be playing the tough games against the, you, you know, against the gym Neds and stuff. All right, so let's now go to 4A, 3A Division One, and let's go ahead and talk about it. This, this is a, a, a action-packed hell of a district at the top. I think the question is at the bottom, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, oh, I, let me hear what you're going to say first. I'm going Brock, number okay. one. Um, I don't. I I still think it's almost a no brainer. I mean, again, that Brock defense is going to be just lights out, and that's going to be their biggest strength. Oh yeah, they're going to be a beast I, defensively, and they folks. were a beast defensively last year. Look what they did with All Franklin. The juniors and sophomores. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, they made Franklin earn every inch. Nobody else made Franklin do that. So I think that Brock uh, defense, led by a new quarterback, right, uh, that looks like the real deal for Brock. Uh, I think Brock is easily number one, followed by uh, Paradise with Austin Iglesias. Iglesias, man. I mean, that dude is the epitome of dual threat. Over almost 1,600 yards passing last year, almost 14 or er, uh, rushing, and almost uh, 1,400 yards uh, passing. Uh, so, Austin Iglesias, you know, I, I, I think he's good. What are they going to put around him? You know, they got the Holly kid at receiver who was almost 900 yards receiving last year. Um, so, they've got it all going offensively. I think their defense should be good. Uh, and then number three, Whitesboro. They take a little bit of a step back. Uh, I think they take a huge step year. back. Yeah. yeah they, you know, they got to replace that quarterback. And then uh, Boyd, number four. All right. I first want to remind everybody that we have a Brock Coaches Show oh, each and every week. where this is going On now. S2S Sports Network. What? No, go ahead. And I'm going with Paradise. I knew you were. And here's why. I don't think Paradise is going to be able to handle that Brock defense. Well, I mean, 
last year though they 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 lost eighteen to thirteen and, oh, and the last yeah the pair, I, know. I and, know and that's part of the reason Brock last year lived on a, a thin line and they got the the benefit of plays going their way and that stuff tends to work itself out and, and somebody's going to catch Brock eventually and I think yeah they have a sophomore quarterback that's supposed to be really really good they've got running back questions because they lost one of their big star running backs who's now is going to be playing for all saints they it's have plug and play but it's not it offensively is. last year they struggled they struggled against the good teams they struggled to make it to the state finals. That's fine. But, they made, but I'm, I'm talking about. Saying, but, I don't. But, I don't but think they made it to the state finals because of what you talked about. Their defense. Yeah, which their is going to be as good, if not better. It's going to be as good, if not better. But I think Austin Iglesias, year two and remember, let's They've remember. Got, they may. They, maybe they have uh, questions at running back, but I bet they have more of an answer at quarterback this year when they had questions at quarterback last year. Oh, I disagree. You had Tyler Moody coming back. There was no questions. He was the defense or offensive player of the year of the district. Yeah. I know that he was inconsistent, but I mean, I, I just, I just know I, I've seen this sport for too long. When I you would take your, I, I would take this bet one thousand times. That's fine. Well, because I, I, I feel, I feel like. Brock is playing for a region. I think that they have a very good chance that they could mm -hmm. end up playing in a state championship game. I just think when it comes to this district, they're going to get bit this year when it comes to Paradise. That yeah. game last year, that, that, that Paradise had that game in hand and gave it up. And, and that's a credit to Brock. But when you keep living that way, eventually it catches up. I have Paradise. I have Brock. I have Whitesboro. And I have Peaster. Okay. Because Peaster is – Peaster – Last year, they thought they were going to be really, really good, and they weren't. They've hired Shane Mobley as the AD, and I can't remember the guy who got named as the coach. I'm sorry, I, for, I forget the name off the top of the head. Um, but I, I just they still return 15 starters from a team that two years ago, Gary, uh, Gary McElroy, mm -hmm. uh, they, they still return uh, eight, 15 starters from a team that two years ago made the playoffs, and last year they thought they were going to play. And then I have, uh, I have uh, Boyd finishing fifth. Uh, okay. And then Pilot Point, man, and them. and Oh, and then we got to talk Ponder. I, I do think – I don't know if P Ponder makes the playoffs this year, but I do think Ponder starts to decide. It's going to take a year for Marcus Schultz to get things going. By the way, we have a Ponder Coaches show that you'll be able to listen to. Uh, but, yeah, so that's my picks for 4-3-8. All right, let's go to 5-3-8 Division Two. As we start to come into Region Two and more of to Central or this is going to be a fun Texas. district once oh, yeah. again this year. I've got Winsboro winning the district. Uh, uh, Kyler Finney at quarterback, one of the better quarterbacks in three Division One, if not the best one. Dude, there's I a mean, lot of really good quarterbacks this year in three oh, yeah. Division One. Yeah, over 3,400 yards uh, passing, uh, 900 and some odd yards rushing. Um, got a really good offensive line coming back. Defense ought to be really good and then you got Pottsboro I think that'll come in number two but look how deep of a run that Pottsboro made last year and then they got him coming back you know a lot of them coming back especially on the offensive side of the ball with Major McBride at running back um, I mean that dude is a stud yeah so, I, I feel like Pottsboro kind of I think Pottsboro, I think Winsboro wins the district, but I think Pottsboro pushes Winsboro. Yeah. And that, that will be one heck of a game to go to. Maybe we ought to check that one out, yeah. Pot, uh, Pottsboro and Winsboro. No, I, I don't disagree at all. And then who do you have? I've got uh, Mount Vernon three and Mineola four. 
I, I, we're almost the exact same. I have Winsboro one, Pottsboro two, uh, Mineola three, Mount Vernon four. I, I just, I, I, it's funny because I think Mount Vernon has a chance to be really good defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at especially their linebackers, when you got Boone Morris and Cade Monroe, but they're offensively, a they're just completely losing a complete staff. Uh, Clayton George is an offensive coach, uh, but we just don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, and they were even if the old staff stayed, it was still going to be questions on the offensive side. They're yeah. rebuilding, even though they they have the exact amount coming back on both sides of the ball, there's still, mm-hmm. th- there's still more questions. And, and I look for Commerce to be a, a dark horse in the district, not in the thing. If, if Mount Vernon or Mineola slips, Commerce returns 14 starters from a team that last year got better and better as the season went along. Uh, they have, they're saying, and, and, you know, coaches say things all the way, they're saying that this is one of the most athletic teams Commerce has had in, in years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think the bottom of this district playoff-wise, th- there could be a spot because, I mean, Mineola, you know, th- th- they return, again, 14 total, but they lose kind of all the big meat and the beef that they had. So yeah. they're going to have to figure it out. But anyway, let's go now to District 6, 3-8, Division 1. And, boy, I think this one's going to be a fun one. I do, too. I think Atlanta wins the district. Uh, uh, Mark Hadley and Brent, uh, Batten at running back, uh, I, I think he's a, a, a good one coming back. And then, of course, uh, uh, Peyton Harrison at quarterback. I mean, that kid's just – you know, I mean, he—he's everything to this Atlanta offense. Uh, I think they're gonna—they're gonna shine this year offensively. Atlanta and their defense should be pretty good. And then Tatum, um, actually, you know what? I think Jefferson number two, uh, Cameron Williams, probably one of the best athletes out in East Texas. I mean, they right quietly now. ran the table in this district last year. They, yeah, they went five and zero. Yeah. Everybody keeps forgetting that because they got beaten that first round. Right. So I think with Williams, uh, Jefferson is number two. Uh, you know, like they're going to have some defensive questions. And is like Tatum is my number three pick here for third place. Is Cole Watson? Cole Watson might be able to expose some of that uh, youth on that Jefferson uh, yep. uh, defense. And if he's able to, and he gets some help, then maybe they slide up into two or even maybe number one. But right now, I got it: Atlanta one, Jefferson two, Tatum three, and then Gladewater four. I think Gladewater will be a little bit better than they were last year. Gladewater just last year was just. Just not impressive. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I think they it, it, take it does, a step up this year. And maybe they have some people new in the pipeline, but we were told last year, like this, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, they have a chance to have some struggles. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you. I like Atlanta only because I think Atlanta's defense is a little bit better than Tatum's defense. And I, I think if Tatum's defense improves, watch out. Tatum and Cole Watson might run the table in this region. They're that good offensively, but they've got to be better than they were defensively last year. Yep. They struggled at the worst times. Um, but I, I think Atlanta right now at least, they have the best balance, but let's see what expectations. Because, you know, two years ago they were 0-10. Last year they surprised everybody by going 7-4. and Can they now, with the expectations, make that next step? I think mm-hmm. they can. And I'm like you. I'm glad. I actually have Jefferson at number four. And I'm going to tell you. I, you have Jefferson four. I mean, Jefferson at number three. I have Sabine at number four. Okay. They returned 17 starters from a team. And, yeah, they took a big drop last year after two years ago, you know, winning the most games in history. They were really young last year. They were really young. And Cody Gilbert's his second year there. I I like Sparks at quarterback. He threw last year for 1,500 yards, 16 touchdowns. But he also ran for 700 yards. And and if if he can double that number, both of those numbers, which he should, I think that they have enough. Because I just – I didn't see anything in uh, Gladewater. In fact, I kind of think – Mike Ludlow, which we have a White Oak Coaches show. So we have a lot of shows this year. Um, I, I think White Oak could give Gladewater a run for the fifth spot. Yeah. I, I just think Gladewater is about to face a really 
a, a really def, talent deficit situation that it might take a couple years to get out of. Well, and this is just tough district. And this Hard is a district tough to district. be in yeah. to rebuild. Exactly. You're, you're not really able to, to rebuild on the fly. All right, let's now go to 7-3-8 Division One, And, boy, this is another one where the top of the district is as good as any in the state. Yeah. Uh, I got Grandview, number one, Ryder Hayes, quarterback. Man, that kid is just – he's a stud, man. Yeah. Ryder Hayes – great football player so i've got uh grandview number one i've got whitney number two I too. and i think whitney is going to take the biggest leap one of the most improved teams i think they will be uh when we're talking about it after the season i think whitney is going to be a very dangerous football team uh you got the quarterback um uh the uh, mason seeley um, you know, almost 2,500 yards passing. Uh, he's just a junior. Yeah, he got two really good uh, receivers in uh, uh, Jared Anderson and Caden uh, Tanner. I, I just – and I, I think that defense is going to be good, but offensively, Whitney is going to be outstanding. So, I've got Whitney a close second to Grandview, and I think Whitney and Grandview should be – one heck of a game for the district championship. After that, I've got West. Uh, Coach Woodard uh, has. They're just young. That's their only issue this right. year. They have the talent. Oh yeah. And I think if they if they gel quick enough, they could be a force by the time the playoffs. But I definitely think yeah. next year. But I think this year they're just. I think Grandview and Whitney are just a little bit older. Yeah, and then Madison four. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it's then May Pearl, Pearl, and then. All the other A left B plus, you know, the, 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 those charter schools are becoming the directional college schools. That right. just, they're just there for fodder. All right, let's move to 8-3A Division <clears throat> One, And we talked about this one as a district that's really good with the top two. And then after that, it's just kind of a, a muck. Kind of falls off. Yeah, and, and honestly, I don't even know. I, I know people are, are really liking Teague, but I still think Malakoff is two, three steps. I think oh, Teague's yeah. going to be good and play a few rounds into the playoffs, but I still think Malakoff is the warhorse in this District. Yeah, District 8 is uh, Malakoff's district to lose. Look, Mike Jones, that quarterback, man, big kid. They only returned three offensive starters, yet I'm perfectly fine with that one. Yeah, them. I mean, it's the quarterback, Jones, and then uh, Jason Tennyson uh, at, at running back. I mean, those two alone are all you need. Now, that offensive line, you know, uh, with Logan, he's kind of the, the, the main stay in the offensive line they got to rebuild that line after him though yeah I agree. Uh, so that's going to hurt them a little bit but i think malikoff by the time they get to district will be fine and then i do think teague uh is great uh, a great pick at number two with uh, zach leha uh at quarterback and then um i think uh three would be my head and maybe four you. Fa uh, fairfield i i i totally agree i have malikoff number one i have teague number two but i have malikoff right on their heels i think people need to see what aaron noel's done there at mahaya he weird thing where last year he was out for like two weeks and then he was back in and, mm -hmm. and he's there now he's entrenched he returns 14 starters jock cooper who is a Old school six foot running back who's fast, runs high with the shoulders. They've got seven coming back on a defense that flies to the ball. Uh, I like Malakoff. I like Teague. I like Mejia. And then I like, I guess, Fairfield. Man, Fairfield, it's it's been a while, but they do return 12. Yeah. All right, let's go to 938 Division One as we're 
going through Division One 3A style. And this is going to be an interesting district because a lot of people have Diabol. I like what Diabol's doing. We've, we, we're big fans of Coach Blake Morrison and, and what the Lumberjacks are doing. But, man, I just keep looking at that Woodville team with 14 returning starters. And, and, and I kind of think you. I like I've the got, Eagles. Yeah, I got Woodville winning the district as well. Uh, Rylan William, uh, Williams at, at uh, quarterback, um, you know, Ty Walker at receiver. Uh, defense should be good. So, yeah, I've got Wood, uh, Woodville, number one, Dieball, number two, Malakal Mitchell, uh, the receiver, really good player, uh, Palestine Westwood, three, and then uh, Cold Spring, four. Uh, and for all those wondering, you know, Woodville last year, nine and three. There are three losses by 10 to Franklin. By seven to Die Ball, by five to Hitchcock. Right. That's three hell of a good losses oh, yeah. right there. Three and, tier one teams yes. that they hung in with, uh, and uh, Woodville was close to being yep. tier one. So where do you eyes. have Huntington? <laughs> Dead last. <laughs> I'm not paying your speeding what tickets. What will you do if they ever become a 3A power? You'd quit broadcasting 3A. Would you oh, would, you would not broadcast well, 3A we for just, the we, If they made it to finals, I wouldn't go to the finals. Even if it was an Arlington? <laughs> Oh, yeah. You'd yeah. still be worried there'd be a Huntington speed trap somewhere around the point. Oh, stadium. yeah. They'd find a way to squeeze me for money. Oh, they always do. Yeah. All right, let's go to 10-3A. Uh, I'm just going to ask you, Anawak. We, we talked about it in the Dark Horse. We talked about it. I'm high on Anawak yes, this year. They're a real deal type team this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like Anawak one uh, to win this district. Orangefield, number two. Uh, I think Orangefield's going to be really good. This slot T led by uh, Kyle Michael, uh, Ma- uh, Mason Houghton, uh, Mason Manning, you know, two Masons, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, I think Orangefield is going to be good, but I think it's going to be Anahuac one, Orangefield two, uh, East Chambers three, and then Buna four. I have no problem with that. I, I do think that Anahuac, I think Orangefield is going to be really solid. I think they could be a, a bracket buster in the playoffs, mm-hmm. but I think Anahuac walks away with the district. All right, district uh, 11. Easiest district to call right here. <laughs> you know why? Because you could literally pick any of four teams and you have a valid case. I'm going to ruffle some feathers. In oh, Franklin, yeah, that's though. right. That's right. I think so. Yeah, this um, is one of the few times you told me before because I was. Yeah, look, I like Lorena winning this district. Wow. Man. I do. Jackson Generals at quarterback and then Jaden Porter, probably the best receiver pure athlete just yeah. pure athlete and all of all of the all the classes that we cover right and he he could go start on 6a and 5a teams this oh, gets yeah, a real freaking deal and uh jackson generals could play in a lot of positions i love that name six too. and their offensive line's really good their defense should be really good uh lorena's going to be very physical uh, and that's what you've got to have to match up with the Franklin, because if you're not physical, you will not have a chance against Franklin. And Franklin is physical, and so is Lorena. I do have uh, Franklin number two, uh, uh, Braden Yori, at linebacker, probably one of the best defensive players uh, in the state. And then, uh, of course, uh, you know, Jaden Jackson. I mean, good luck for any defense stopping him. I think Jaden Jackson and Yori are the two players that could uh, push Franklin above Lorena and win this uh, district again. But I'm calling a little bit of an upset, and I've got Franklin one. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Lorena one, Franklin two, 
Uh, I'm going Cameron three and then uh, Academy four. All right. I'm, go- I'm going to go ahead and stick with Franklin. I like where you're at. I do mm-hmm. think, though, that when you look at the losses that Lorena had, they struggled defensively. They gave up tr- 30. And now listen to who the teams I gave them up to, though. I know. 38 to China Spring, uh, 48 to Cameron Yo. That was that weird one. I know Yo was a little back, but that was one. That was just a weird game. And when we went to the Lorena playoff game, they even said, yeah, that was just one of those games that Cameron right. Yo, everything they did just worked against us. Uh, then they gave up 49 to Franklin. So if they can, if that defense can be 10 points better, I 100% agree with you. Uh, I have uh, Lorena number two. I have Little River Academy number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly, I, I'm strictly going off Coach Mark Fannin. When we saw him at Coach's School, by the way, we'll have a Franklin Coach's Show. We saw him at Coach's School. We were doing an interview. I just We were just talking before we recorded, and I said, you know, there's a buzz about Academy. And he goes, yeah, I think it's the real deal. Uh-huh. He said that they were young last year. They had a lot of injuries. That quarterback. That man. quarterback. He might even be better than the other quarterback. I can't remember that kid's name from two years ago. Right. Um, and, and so I'm going off of that. And also, you know, yo, when you look at them, they, they return not as much. They return five on offense. They do have Braden, Braylon Jerick, but they, they've got to rebuild. And so in this district, we talked about it with, with other teams and like Gladewater. This is a tough district to have to rebuild on the fly. You don't remember, you know, don't forget that uh, Cameron has uh, uh, Kadaris Bradley. Exactly. And, and he is special. He might, you know, outside of uh, 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 Jaden Jackson might be one of the better athletes in the district. So yeah. don't forget him. Yeah, that no, makes I, them an out uh, an outlier that you have to look out for. And then you still got a, a, a Rockdale team that returns everybody and a team that was in a lot of games last year. They kind of just couldn't mm-hmm. make that final player, that final stand. Uh, this, this is why we talked about how tough this district was. Yeah. Because, I mean, in McGregor, McGregor, you put them in any other district, they're at least in the district race. Yep. Here, they might be lucky to win one game. All right, now let's go to 12-3A. And this is, a, I mean, back-to-back. Hell of district. Oh, yeah, you're doing it again, aren't you? Take off a couple of Columbus people. Yeah, I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) You know, look, I think it's, uh, I think Hitchcock wins this district. Uh, Damian McDaniel, head receiver, Lloyd Jones, uh, the third quarterback, Bryce Dorsey at uh, running back. They have basically that whole offense coming back that was just lights out last year. And most of the defense coming back, which was under uh, underrated defense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, the, you know, Hitchcock's gonna be a freaking beast. Yeah, I, now, I agree. So is Columbus, though. Adam Schobel at quarterback, uh, uh, Tyvone uh, Whitehead at running back. But I think Hitchcock has enough to win this district. I think it's Columbus number two, and then Yoakum three, Hallettsville four. All right, so I I, I, I still have Columbus winning the district, mm-hmm. but I don't think anybody goes unscathed in this district. I think, every, yeah. I, I think everybody – Your district winner will have one loss. And, and right? it could be even two. It, it could be to where you see the Columbus, Hitchcock, Yoakum, and Hallettsville all just beat up each other, mm-hmm. and everybody's tied for one, and it comes to coin flips or whatever, point spread or whatever. Uh, I, I do think Hempstead is way – far down but Yoakum Bo Robinson has got that team back and and, you know we talk about where Hitchcock was last year at the beginning of the year where people said oh they might be good let's see I think that's where Yoakum is this year Mm -hmm. so it wouldn't surprise me if Yoakum's sitting at the top because this is a tough district folks whoever and again for them to have to play uh, District 11 in the first round is just not fair for us as right. fans. These two districts should be apart from each other, and then they meet in the middle, but that's just how it works sometimes. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to go Columbus. I'm going to go Hitchcock. I'm going to go Yoakum, and I'm going to go 
how it's feel, but it's going to be an absolute dogfight. All right, let's go to 13-3A Division One, uh, And, you know, last year it was the Yellow Jackets, and I think this year it's the Yellow Jackets again. Yeah, Briggs they, they, Green yeah. coming back at quarterback. They're going to have to replace the offensive line, but, man, he's a special kid at quarterback to, to build yeah. around. Yeah, so I've got Atlanta 1. Uh, I've got Blanco 2. I've got Marion 3 and Randolph 4. Uh, yeah. Randolph, you know, with uh, Aaron Davis coming back at quarterback, he's pretty good. Yeah, they, they have nobody else returning on offense but him, but they've got a defense that got yeah. better as the year went on. But I, I just think Lano's still the class of that district. Yeah. All right, 14-3, Division One. how do you see it? Uh, I've got Jordanton 1. Um, I have got Hondo 2, uh, Poteet 3, and then uh, Cthulhu 4. I have it Jordanton, Hondo, Poteet, and Cthulhu as well. Okay. All right, 15-3A. Uh, this is going to be fun at the top, man. You've got an Edna Edna's team. going to be special. Edna's going to be special. They were special last year. And they they're going to be special or special this year. They returned the freaking house, man. Almost every offensive starter. Jaden Clay at quarterback and then Cade Rodas at, at running back. I mean, that's a one-two punch that is just – I mean, it dominated last year. It's going to dominate even more this year. The offensive lines, even more uh, just – you know, more experience, yeah. and the defense is going to be good. I think Edna runs away with this district, and Edna throws their hat into uh, the mix for maybe a state championship uh, appearance this year. I think that's how good uh, Edna is going to be. Well, and also some of this is – And the they got Jimmy Mitchell. Yes, Ed, the legend. <laughs> um, you know, you, you, you sit there, and I'm asking you, and I'm also asking Matt Stepp because Matt Stepp listens to the show. Mm-hmm. I don't know another t- another time since they've split the divisions. I know it hasn't been that long ago, but 3A Division One, this is some of the best quarterbacks coming mm-hmm. back that we've seen in one division in the classes that we cover. Um, I yeah, mean, ju- I mean, like it seems like every three districts you have a quarterback that you're talking about might be the best quarterback of three. You've I- I've counted. You've said that six times down. You're not wrong in any of them. That's how if, if you get. All-State 3A Division One this year, you have a quarterback, you've absolutely deserved it. I'm like you. I think Edna runs away with it, but that doesn't mean that Vanderbilt Industrial is not good. I mean, you look at them, and they're returning 13 back from a 10-3 and three team. Uh-huh. doesn't mean that Goliad's not good. They're returning 13, including nine back off of a 13-win team from last or 12-win team or 12-round or 12-game team last year. I mean, I, I think. Edna wins going away, but I think Goliad and, and Industrial both are playing in the playoffs for a few rounds. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, and we'll finish six. Or we'll finish three A Division One with sixteen three A. And what do you think? Uh, I think San Diego yeah. runs this district once again. They uh, just got to start winning that first round. They, they, they've had it. Well, you know, they dispatched of Lana, a really good Lano team two, two years, years ago. ago. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, so. But I'm talking about for them. I mean, it it just feels like they feel like they've had a glass ceiling the last few years. They're always really good defensively. Offensively, they've been kind of inconsistent, but they do return the house on both sides of the ball. Right. And they're sitting in a region where you've kind of got the the, the team spread out more. They're sitting in a spot where if they win this district like they should, they should have a good second and third round or first and second round matchup. Yeah, I, I, I think. Yeah. I, I think you're exactly right. But I will say this. Falfurious, the jerseys are going to be a little bit hot on their heels, man. I, I don't I like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, that was uh, a great Renee Martinez at, at running back over 2,000 yards, over actually 2,100 yards uh, rushing last year. They got most of the offense back, a lot of the offense back, a lot of the defense back as well. So uh, I think San Diego wins it, but I think Falfurious is 
two, a close second, and then Rio Hondo, and then Lyford four. Yeah, you talk about them. They lost last year to San Diego, last game of the year, 22-23, and then they had a terrible matchup in that first round. That's why even though in today's world where four teams get in, it does matter where you plays because mm-hmm. they had to take on Industrial in the first round, and they lost. But, yeah, I totally agree with you on all those as well. All right, we're going to take a break. Now, we're going to give our D1 state and all that at the end of the show. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to lead in with Coach X and his facts, and then we're going to pick all 3A Division two. And we'll do that when we come back right here on Sideline to Sideline, the 3A Big Arch Preview Show, brought to you by SI Design and Printing on S2S Sports Network, part of L4 Media. Are you an athletic director or coach looking to make your locker room pop, looking to refresh your look, looking to redo your brand? Well, check out SI Design and Printing. They're going to transform your sports organization athletic facilities into what you're looking for by enhancing the student-athlete experience, boasting the brand, and honoring your past. They do that with banners, backlit signage, locker graphics, window graphics, fence mesh graphic designs, and so much more. If you need a refresh, SI Design is going to help you do that. Check them out online, sidesign.net. And hey, if you're a parent or a grandparent, they've got something for you as well, as SI Design is the leading provider of custom sports prints. They offer a variety of products, including posters, banners, canvases, and more. All you have to do is upload your high-quality studio or action shot, and SI Design will create the memory for you. For more information, all you have to do is go to their website, sidesign.net forward slash sports prints, and you'll get all the information that you need. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in SI Design and Printing. Give them a call, 254-405-9492, or you can email them, info at sidesign.net, and tell Kyle that Sideline to Sideline sent Grant Goodwin back here, sideline to sideline, the Big R's 3A show brought to you by SI Design and Printing. If you know us, you know Coach X is always lurking around. So here we go. Here's Coach X's Big R's preview diatribe. So Terry says, I write too much. I love how he just brings all the behind the scenes stuff out in front of everybody. We're just talking about that in personal stuff. Well, I just told him that this is what he asked me earlier or at the end of last week. Uh, is there, do, do we need anything for the Big R's preview show? And I said, yeah, but could you don't write as much because it's already a big show? Uh, I love the music in the movie list that he did for the other stuff, but they were a little long. They, I mean, by the, because we, we try to let, we try to read these right and, you know, get every, get all the do, but I just asked him to, 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 a little bit. And it, now it's part of the show. So here you go. So Terry says I write too much. Well, get ready, buddy. It's the Big R's preview show, and I plan on using my whole arse on this one. What an arse it is. Hey, when did Netflix start trying to become ESPN? They have the Money Manziel show coming out. They just did the show about the two lackluster quarterbacks and Pat Mahomes. Hey, Netflix, Kerry Collins not available to follow around, or did Cooper Rush turn you down? Uh, Kirk Cousins and the Hawaiian guy, really? Now they have Swamp Kings coming out. I have not heard about this. I'm interested in this. So if, if any of this is true, I'm in on this show. Uh, now they have Swap Kings coming out, which, of course, is the show about a middle-aged coach hitting on 18-year-old freshman. 
a murderer at tight end, twin brothers that look like they have probably done some less than upstanding things, and they're all being led by football Jesus. Sounds like a banger. Anyway, I'm counting that down like I'm counting down that vacation that Brett Lee said he was taking me on. Got my passport ready, Brett. Just name the time and place, and I will be there. Coach X signing off for now, but you know that when you need me the most, I'll always not be there, and I take comfort in that, too. Yeah, you know, I'm going on my little mini honeymoon. Oh, by the way, congratulations Thank on you. that for people that don't know. You are engaged, about to be married. And yeah. we don't even have to. It's not a shotgun wedding anymore. You're, no. I, I was there the week you took she care of that. She is not pregnant. Well, I was there the week you took care of that, and you had to drive down to the game with sitting on peas the whole game. <laughs> yeah, seriously, we, that actually happened. No, it didn't. Yeah, we did. So, anyway, I'm going well, on. It did. You're imagining things. You got I'm going on my little money yes. mini honeymoon to Coach X's hometown. hometown where you can say, of course. Yeah. Right. Great cool town. town, right? Yes, very I mean, cool town. Really, really awesome. Yes. She found a little boutique hotel, whatever. Is it a bed and breakfast style? No. Is it just, haunted? Because a lot of that in that town's haunted. Oh, crap. It looks old. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm, I'm not joking. I, if you don't know, Grant doesn't like ghosts and, and stuff. But, no, seriously, a part of what that a town's attraction is is that they have haunted the stuff. Like, Jefferson does the same thing. Oh. But I was, I really was there for the snip snip. I, I can't believe you don't remember that. All right. I'm trying to rethink this honeymoon <laughs> thing. I, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Oh, it's going to be fine. But anyway, I'm not doing that like outside of Shiner, the whole missing cookie thing. I still want to go back to the Yoakum State Hospital. Don't. That was fine. I don't know. Yeah, it was, was for creepy. You. That was creepy, though, that there was a You know how many times head. I had to ride around the block until you came back out? It wasn't that bad. He did. It was. He would not. I, I didn't go in. I took pictures at the door. He really would not go in. that doll head. That doll head. I know it was. It was. Freaking day. Yeah. Anyway. Mm. Let's start three. Anything with button eyes like that? Yeah, it just it's not. No, it's, it's not, not good. cool, man. Don't right, do that. Let's start three A Division two as it, we continue the Big R's preview show. At the end of this one, we'll take a break and then we'll come back. NETSN will give their East Texas talk for this class, and then we'll give our region finals, state semifinals, and state championship. One three A Division two. Who do you have and why? This is easy. They all make the playoffs. Yeah. Right. For uh, four team district, I got Crane winning it. Uh, number one, Alpine. Number two, um, Compass. Number three, and then Tornillo four. I have it exactly like that. When you look at this district, you Tornillo know Tornillo is loaded. They got everybody coming back from zero and ten team. <laughs> I mean, they, all jokes aside, they really do. They've got twenty two starters. We go back again to: Is that a good thing when you were zero and ten or not? Now, if it was I think a bunch for the Coyotes, it. Nah, if it was a know. bunch of freshmen, maybe you you got a chance. But right. if, yeah, but yeah. but yeah, I mean, this is a district that tends to kind of be fodder for the second district in the playoffs. Anyway, hey, and, I'm rooting for Tornillo though. Uh, yeah, we're gonna check on the Coyotes all year long. Maybe uh, we'll we'll go to their first by district game. <laughs> Probably not. Okay. It would be against a wall or early. It would be worth seeing just for that side. <laughs> All right, let's go to a three, uh, two, three, a division two. And, and I, I know a lot of people have been high on wall and, and Houston guys seems like they're back to being. I'm the raising Hawks. my hand. Yes. Cause you're I very high. high. You were very high on them. We were I'm talking. always high on yes. wall. Well, and uh, especially a couple of years ago, I knew they were going to be down. So but I kind of 
tempered my expectations. But you know what? They played – one of the reasons why Houston guy is successful is he plays the guys who he sees that three years later mm-hmm. could be mm-hmm. the, 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 the Because the he can foundation. afford to, because he's got dudes that can play. Exactly. Um, get some playing they time. They might lose, but good. they're going to be competitive against right. the good teams. I think Nathan Pepper, uh, you know, over 1,000 yards rushing, almost 1,100 – or yeah, almost 1,100 yards rushing last year uh, behind a really good offensive line is going to just whip a lot of teams into submission with yeah. their running game. So and that's got, what they do the best, man. Yeah, so I've got Wall number one, uh, early number two, Brady three, and then Ballinger four. Almost At one point, I almost flipped Ballinger and Brady, but I'm going to stick with it being Brady three and then Ballinger four. I'm going to go early number one. I'm going to go wall number two. Oh, you're going early? Dude, that defense, that defense last year, then they're all back. Like, they returned most of their starters to a team that last year held. They lost the wall, but they held wall to 10 points. Uh, They actually, and I know this sounds funny, but they held Canadian to 42, which Canadians, (laughs) well, I mean, by the time. I know, I know. I mean, that's how crazy good Canadian is. Uh, But on the year last year, they had five shutouts. They held four other teams to seven points or less. I just, I like that. I think we're, I'm not ready to say we're now in a defensive era of football, but 3A defenses, we talked about Brock, defenses now are becoming more like they were 10 years ago where they're yeah. holding teams to 15 points and below. And you look at that, and then they have Griffin Cheslock at running back. And he's that type of guy that if that defense can get them a, you know, get them a lead and then he can just kind of 30 carries and grind down an opponent. That wall game, first off, the only reason I wouldn't want to go to it is because we're going to drive out for a 45-minute football game because those two teams will not throw the ball and they're going to run it 100 times. But I do. I, I like early. I like wall. I like Ballinger. I like Brady. I I just think wall uh, uh, early beating wall would be a huge upset. Okay, I have no problem with that. Okay, all right, let's go to three three eight division two. And first off, we want to say congratulations on the career to why Coach you, Keating. Why don't you call the upset in this district? Uh, what have at it? Friona beating Spearman. Okay, because I'm <laughs> no, gonna, no, I, no 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 no. You you remember back when you used to just wake up and you knew Canadian was going to win and win by a lot. I think we're there this Welcome year. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Cameron I, Cavalier. Well, Cameron Cavalier at quarterback. Preston Miller. Yes, I hate Luke that. Flowers. I hate that Coach Keating had to retire early because he didn't want to health. But mm. could he not have handed it off to a better guy mm. to continue everything? Yeah. In Coach Andy Cavalier and having his son be the starting court. I, I don't know, man. I just unless injuries just completely attack them and just really dismiss. I, I don't know. Spoiling the this, I don't know if any team stays on on the field with Canadian this year. I think Canadian's going to be really freaking special this year. I really do too. I I got right, Canadian one, <laughs> Canadian one, Childress two, Friona three, and then Spearman four. I totally agree with that. I like what Boham's doing at uh, Boham is doing at Childress. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is his second year. Uh, I think last year, you know, th- they pulled a seven and five from a team that didn't return anybody. Had a quarterback that was out for most of the year, uh, and I thought they rebounded really well. And if, if they were in any other district, I think that they would play for a district championship. And, and I think Childress could end up playing for a long time in the playoffs. I just don't think they're anywhere going to be com- competitive with Canadian. Yeah. All right, let's go to four three A Division two, and this is the one that, now. As as, as sure we are on 3A, uh, 3-3A, I am unsure on 4-3A. Which one of the teams out of Abernathy, out of Roosevelt, out of Adelaide, which one of those teams has the consistency that maybe they didn't have last year to, to be a force? Well, I'm going uh, Adelaide to win the district. Me too. But I was really torn. 
because I think Abernathy has a very good chance. They got another Hole kid starting. Uh, yeah, Jackson Hole. You know, and he's not like it's not like he's a newcomer. No, I he's mean, been the playing since his years, freshman year, and then his Sophomore brother year? was a stud At you know, a few yeah. years ago. Yep. Um, but Jackson Hole is a man. He's only what, what five ten, one sixty something like he that. He is that. But man, that dude is a beast. Uh, and then they got. Uh, uh, Alan Macias at, at running back, uh, Lance uh, Panacio uh, at running back linebacker. I, I think Abernathy's going to be really good, but I'm going to take Tate Henley at quarterback for Adelou, um, uh to win this district, and then uh, Abernathy second, then Roosevelt third, which I think Roosevelt should be really good Roosevelt this year, has and then Cahoma fourth. Roosevelt has a ton of players coming back, but they're kind of in a transition program-wise because, you know, a few years ago they were running basically, you know, was it kind of an option-style offense, and I think they're transitioning. Uh-huh. They have 16 returning starters, but I think there's enough uh, disconnect from where they are to begin the year to where they could be at the end of the year. I think they're one of those teams that could have a couple district losses, but you don't want to play them in the playoffs. And Roosevelt's going to have a little bit more depth. Yes, they're always going to be a little bit bigger on that side in that district yep. all right let's go to 538 division two and this is going to be I know, oh this could be a fun yeah, district. i don't know how many of these teams make deep playoff runs i think comanche's one of them i think you know maybe jacksboro is jacksboro, another one yeah. i think it comes down this district comes down to uh comanche and jacksboro i've got comanche number one sawyer wilkerson at running back we got a chance to see him uh, last year against Bells in the playoffs. And that kid, you know, he's 2,600-yard uh, runner. Uh, then their quarterback, uh, uh, Layden Welch, uh, is a real good one. Um, there were times last year against Bells I could see maybe their offensive line was not as strong yeah. as what and they and should. What, yes. But they've grown up a little bit, and they're mostly back. So I think Comanche's going to take a big step forward this year. With a lot of their playmakers coming back and a better offensive line, so I like Comanche. But then Jacksboro's taking a step back or step up as well. Uh, Lando Belcher, at quarterback, threw for almost three uh, thousand yards and ran for almost seven hundred last year. Uh, so Jacksboro ought to be real good. Uh, Comanche and Jacksboro should be a great game to go see for the district title. But I've got it: Comanche one, Jacksboro two, uh, Millsap three, and then uh, Eastland four. Uh, Isaiah Hayes, a quarterback for Eastland, boy, pretty darn good. Boy, they fell far after but, Morton. Yeah, left, I mean they yeah. won in nine last year. Uh, but they're young. I mean, we, oh, yeah, jo- we yeah. joked about that earlier. They returned 16, and I think next year, you know, as long as everybody plays, I think they're going to return almost that same amount. Their, their quarterback's a junior this year, yeah. and most of that team is. Uh, Millsap, I know that was the running joke with Coach X, but I want to say this. This whole district, everybody in this district returns almost everybody. This mm-hmm. is one of the most full – like Comanche returns 14, Dublin returns 13, Eastland 16, Jacksboro 16, Merkel 14, Millsap 13. You don't see many districts that have that many teams and, and so i'm just going to say it's going to kind of play out like it did last year because all these teams are basically the same teams just one year older uh, and i think comanche has a chance to be really special this year i, I think they do if, if they as can long get, as that offensive line comes back together and, i think and, they can be and the pressures of that first couple rounds doesn't if they can get past that like last year they got that big win in the first round now let's get that big win in the second round and, and, I, and this guy could be the limit for yeah them. we'll keep an eye on jacksboro as well yeah exactly all right let's go to six three a division two and this is a district that we have a lot of 
changes. You got a, a holiday team that, and by the way, we have a holiday show. We have a lot of shows in 3A this year. Uh, Kyle Atwood now, the head coach from, he was at Allen. They're changing everything offensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they are legitimately completely changing the foundation of the program of what Frank Johnson did there for 16 years to what Kyle Atwood's going to do. They're still going to run the ball like crazy, but th- they're going to start trying to spread the field a little bit more. Well, and they got the dudes to do it with Parker Jones at quarterback, uh, Tyrese Polite at uh, at running back, and then Kaysen Yao yes. at running back. I mean, they still have the dudes, you know, and I, I think you will see a little bit more speed uh, – uh, out of holiday this year. Yeah, you know? I, I agree. I, I, I totally agree. It, it, it's not, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust and then try to pop one of your speed guy. I think you will see their playmakers with the ball in space a little bit more this year. No. So I've got holiday one, uh, City View two, uh, uh, Jacoby Monroe, a quarterback, really good running yes. uh, quarterback. And then uh, the Durham kid was Jer- uh, Jeremiah Denham, uh, or Durham at running back. You know, the, the City View offense should be pretty darn good this year. Uh, and I think Holiday and City View should make for a great game for the district championship. Remember, that was the game last year that was played in the mud and Holiday won on a field goal. Uh, yeah, and they a missed, long field goal. And they missed like four field goals before that in yeah. the game. And then he made like like four. And if I'm not mistaken, it did one of those old school hit the crossbar, mm-hmm. bounced up, and then fell over. Yeah. Uh, but and that game's in, uh, in Wichita Falls this yeah. year, I believe, right? Yeah. So, uh, uh, but I, yeah, so I think it's Holiday One, City View Two, uh, then I've got Callisburg Three, and then Henrietta Four. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine with that as well. All right, let's go to Seven Three A Division Two, and, and this is a district that you know Palmer last year kind of set the world ablaze because they came out of nowhere. They went ten and zero. They won their first run, uh, round uh, game, then they lost in the second round. They return a, a good chunk on offense, maybe not in numbers, but in who they have coming back, like Cutter Burrow, Eric uh, Sincero, the quarterback. Uh, but Scurry Rosser, man, I, I like the Wildcats this year. Twelve guys coming back uh, on the ball, six on the offense, six on the defense. Uh, they were eight and three last year. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think it's Palmer's to lose. Okay. Um, I think uh, you hit the nail on the head, Cutter Burrow. Uh, the running back. Well, he's for that Palmer. old school running back. Oh, man. Yeah. They're just going to give him 40 times if they need to. Probably a top five uh, running back in class 3A Division two for sure. And then uh, Eric Cisneros, great quarterback. Uh, so I think Palmer, uh, maybe their offensive line might, you know, need some work, but we'll see how that goes. But I think it's Palmer one for sure. Scurry Rosser two, and then Blooming Grove three, and then TLC, Cedar Hill TLC number four. So that they can then quit and not play in the playoff game. Isn't <laughs> yes. that what happened last year? Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, that's they, right. They, 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 there was like three of the charter yeah, schools that right. wouldn't even play in the playoff game. Yeah. All right, let's go to So eight. then I'll take Blooming Grove as the number four team. Yeah, Blooming Grove, uh, the Lions, they were seven and three last year, uh, lost in the district, uh, by district. Uh, it, it's This is one of those, I, I don't know what the impact will be on the state level or even the region level with this district. Palmer uh, it, it could go a little ways, but inside the district is well, at least. Scary Rosser could maybe it, it, as well. Yeah, it all depends on how they match they end up playing in that first round over yeah. at 8-3-8, a, but at least it's going to be a fun district. That, that's yeah. one thing I will say about this, 3-A Division one and 3-A Division two. Even the districts that might not make an impact on the state this year, 
they're a lot more competitive, it seems like. It's going to yeah. be just enjoyable to see who ends up making the playoffs. All right, let's go to 8-3A Division Two, And, of course, we all know who the top two teams have been there for the last few years, Gunner and Bells. Uh, now, both of them should still be at top of this district, but I think that just speaks to more of where this district is because I do think Gunner and Bells both take big steps back. Uh, yeah, I do, too. Who is uh, better equipped to uh, respond to those step backs as, as far as experience? I agree. Right now, I think it's Gunner, and I, you know, don't forget Cannon Lemming uh, uh, or Lindberg at, at receiver. Uh, as good as he was was last year, he can be the Ethan Sloan type player for Gunner this year, where you can just kind of move him around, right? But is there going to be my issue with that? I agree with that. But is there another person that can be the Cannon Lindbergh to Ethan Sloan last year? Or is Cannon Lindbergh going to get the corner and the safety over the top just sitting with him and bracketing? I don't know. But I'll tell you this. They got their quarterback back and Walker Overman. Yeah. And the defense should be pretty darn solid. So you've got a lot of options that you can play with on offense because you know you got a good quarterback a good receiver, but you've got a really good – what I think it's going to be a really physical defense to back you up. So you can experiment a lot. Well, and let's be honest. As great as the, the Gunter offense was, and, of course, Ethan Sloan, family is a big fan of the show, and so we, we love to talk about him. It, that defense last year is what – won them state that, that mm -hmm. defense is what took held canadian to 21 point or to 20 points held holiday to seven held palmer and we just talked about them to six points i mean they knew after losing that state championship the year before that they needed to get more physical and they mm -hmm. needed to get tougher and that's what coach fazell and that team did i mean as offensively they were exciting but they won the games that mattered because of their defense against brock against bells against those teams well one of the still one of the best games I saw was uh, in the last few years was a Canadian and Gunner last year, year in the fog. You know, a lot of controversy in that game, but sometimes that makes for the, oh, that's what the, makes, that makes mean, the fodder, right? Especially for third-party fans you like us. You couldn't see too far, and, and just Gunner hung in there. You know, look, Canadian was gashing them at times yep. on the ground. Uh, but Gunner but always Gunner made the play at the end of the drive. Yeah, yep. because, you know, Gunner and Canadian are two class teams. They're going to both find a way to win, and just Gunner figured it out on the last play that night, you know? Yeah. I mean, that was awesome, and I hope to see something like that again. All right, so year. what are your thoughts on Bells? Because when you when you I think, think Bells going to be good. But, but they are have they, to replace are, the, the last Baker. And, yes. And here's yes. the thing. It, that's the first thing you think of with Bells. They've got to replace him, but they actually returned six on offense. They're actually having to rebuild their defense this year. Right. That's going to be where I think they – come up short against a gunner-type team. I, I think they're going to be fine, and they're going to be perfectly situated number two in the district. They're going to be fine in this district. Yeah, and I think they're going to be fine. They don't beat the gunner, but I think they do come in second. And, you know, if they come together late in the year, they could make a playoff run. Oh, yeah. I mean, and this is a team that's been hitting that game 13, and they're trying to push through. Yeah. I just don't know if they can do it this year. But it's not because of them. It's just, again, this region is just really, really good. I, uh, I'm – I, you know, after going to see that Bells uh, Comanche, yeah. was it Comanche game or was it Comanche? Yeah, it was Comanche yeah. playoff game over in Springtown last year. I left that place as a big Bells fan. Yeah, I really did. I mean, that team just, I, I, I just loved everything they did. I love the fans were awesome, uh, but I really liked what they did. The way they mashed yep. up front 
You know, you don't see that a lot now. No, well, you, you kind of, it's weird. Like I say, we're getting back more into that again. Right, um, and that's but yeah, fun. And, and I think what happened to them last year against Holiday, and this is no disrespect to Holiday, I think Bells was looking forward to seeing Gunner again. Yeah, uh, well, I, I was think, just a Goliath versus Goliath. Uh, yeah, it was, again, Holiday seemed like every game they played last year was battled in between the 20s. I mean, right. it, just, it was just in And the Holiday m- would love to play you in that kind of oh, game. Oh, yeah. That's exa- well, this year maybe a little bit. Again, that's, it's going to be fun to They'll watch. Still, with their but gr- they're still used to that game. Exactly. Exactly. All yeah. right. And then I got Blue Ridge 3, and then uh, I guess I got Hal 4. Man, Hal made big steps last year. Yeah, they did. You know, we, we, I can remember we were kind of not joking, but we had said something about Hal, and we were like, well, you know. Oh, no, somebody – Beat, beat, how beat somebody in the first week, and we were like, oh, that doesn't look good for the other team. And then by the end of the year, you're like, oh, wait a minute. How's actually yeah, – it's not they're bad. Actually pretty, and they return yeah. everybody on defense. They return six on, on offense. So, I mean, you know with them and Cooper Jones, he's kind of that Ethan Sloan for them. They've got to feel like, hey, maybe we have the experience with Gunner and Bells having to figure some things out. You know, uh-huh. but but we'll have to see. It's it, you and I talk about it. It's really hard when you've had teams above you for so long. It's really hard, even when you might be better than them on the field. Are you better than them in the head? And right, sometimes right. that's it. It takes a while. All right, let's go out into East Texas, and this is going to be an absolute fun one. Nine three eight Division two. Last year for a while, it looked like w- nobody would beat West Rusk, and then they kind of faltered, and then they kind of found themselves again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- they're going to be wide open because they're re- they're needing to replace a ton of people, including a head coach. Is Rafe Mata is now the new head coach, and, and they're going to have to find some key positions. I I think they're going to win this district. I don't I, know, man. You like, I got troops. Well, I, I was about to say. I, I, I think Troop is the, is the next closest, but either one of them win this district. I think a lot of it's more of this district as a whole kind of feels like it's taking a step back. I, well, I think Troop's going to be better than they, they were last year. They return everybody, 16 yeah, starters. Grayson Samuels. Heron at, uh, at, at quarterback. I mean, you know, Heron, what, threw for almost 2,300 yards last year. Um, you know, the Davis kid, Trey Davis uh, at receiver, um, almost 900 yards uh, uh, receiving, and then – a good defense. I think Troop wins this district. And then I think West Rusk comes in. I, I no think it's Troop that. and West Rusk. And then after that, maybe uh, Grant Saline third and then Edgewood four. Because I really like Troop to win this district. Because remember, Grant Saline has Mineola's old coach, Joe Drennan, who won state yeah. with Mineola. Yeah. This is now his third year at Grant Saline. Last year they were seven and four. They returned the house. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, I. It's mean, good to see Grantsling finally back on the up and up over yeah. the last few years. Yeah, because I mean, they kind of turned into a doormat. Oh, for they, a while. yeah. I mean, we're talking like three wins and ten. You know that right? One yeah. and nines, one and nines, one and nines. After years of being dominant out in that region. Yeah, they were always a region threat back in the old school two oh, yeah. A days, and they were always playing that wing team. Yeah, I'm about to say they're always physical. Man. They were always bruising. Um, yeah. I, I I totally agree with you on that. I still have West Rusk winning, but I, I agree with you where Troop is number two, and then Edgewood and Grand Slane will battle for three and four. I think ARP could be a team that could step up if Frank Smith. It keeps being a building on what he did last year, uh, but I think they also have some depth issues. Uh, all right, so let's go to 10-3A Division Two. And last year, you know, Hooks finally did what we thought they could do, and they're really good, and that's be a really good team. That was hard to beat as they went nine and three. Well, and they, they stayed ret- healthy. They said, yeah, that's finally, a big thing, and right? They, and they returned everybody on defense. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, the Walls kid, right at running back. Uh, almost, what, 1,900 yards rushing. Um, and then um, 
the uh, Basinger kid, a quarterback, um, a really good defense coming back. They're going to be very physical. Uh, I think Hornet, uh, the Hooks Hornets just they run away with this district. I really yeah, think they I, I will. Think they do too. I think uh, with Winky Williams and Decab, you know, they can keep it close for a while. But Hooks is the most well-rounded team in this district. By far, yeah, I totally agree. I, I think Paul. I know Paul Pewitt returns a lot numbers wise, but when we talk to the people that we trust about Paul Pewitt, they say like, yeah, you know, maybe if things break right, but mm-hmm. they feel that yeah, they have a lot of players coming back, but they're not really. It's just not Paul Pewitt of old, where you can say, okay, they're a third round team and let's right. move on. I think they make the playoffs and they could end up winning a game. Yeah, I like it. New Boston third, and then mm-hmm. uh, Paul, Paul Pewitt, Pewitt fourth. Yeah, yeah, New Boston. They have eight returning on defense. They've got that Connor Bobbitt who's playing that again. I I call it the Ethan Sloan. Not that Gunner first did it, but Ethan Sloan role where he's going to play five different positions in a game. Uh-huh. Um, all right, let's now move over to 11-3A Division Two. Now, this is one of those where the team that doesn't win district might end up going further in the playoffs than the team that wins district. Maybe. Just because that's how good the top two teams are. And yep. I think they end up playing each other twice in this season. They might. Uh, I've got Dangerfield winning the district. I got, uh, you know, Aaron Hampton and Chase Johnson. Johnson, the quarterback. I yeah. just like this is the most athletic team maybe in all of 3A right now, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think, yes, I think Harmony uh, can push uh, Dangerfield for the district championship. Uh, but I think a Dangerfield Harmony game goes the way that Dangerfield says it's going to go. If Dangerfield steps out and says, we're going to play tonight, not crap the bed and we're going to win this game, then they will win the game. If they say, you know what, we're going to kind of make some mistakes, then Harmony will win the game. But I got to think that Dangerfield athletically and what they've got coming back on both sides of the ball and their speed, their quickness, their athleticism, uh, Dangerfield is the team to beat in this district still. It was last year, and it still is this year. I think Dangerfield wins it. Uh, Harmony second, and then I've got uh, Hugh Springs third, and then uh, Allegiant Fields fourth. Allegiant Fields, wow. Yeah. Wascom loses everybody from right. last year's team. Yeah. Um, I, I'm like you, though. I, I know Harmony has become the hot team because of the, the run they made late last year. And they, they'll probably make it again this year. They but, might. I mean, Dangerfield is – Dangerfield could make the same – Run they all the way to the field of harmony last year. It's forty-eight twenty-one, and I don't even think it was that close, if I remember right. I, I think Dangerfield. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was one of the games where Dangerfield said, "Hey, we're Dangerfield," and and I totally agree with you. I, I'm not saying that Harmony's not going to be good, but oh, Harmony's going to be great, it, and they 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 might make it to Arlington, but Dangerfield might also. I, I still am concerned about. At the end of the day, I'm still concerned about Harmony's defense. I know they return nine, but this is a team that gave up thirty-nine to White Oak. Gave up 47 to Decap, And I know Winky Williams, but 47. Uh, they gave up 48 to Dangerfield, and they gave up 51 in the playoff loss. So I still think at the end of the day, they've got – I know they return everybody, and Boston Seahorn's a stud, but if defense is an issue and you're playing Dangerfield, who might have their best offense in the last five or six years – I think that's a Dangerfield win every time. Right. Now, again, they I, I could easily see them playing again in the playoffs, and it'd be a completely different game because you and I have always said, Dangerfield, you said it best. They tend to decide whether they win or they lose. They will dictate what they're going to do. And are we going to be world beaters or are we going to shit the bed? Tonight? Exactly. And that's not, right. a, that's not a knock on their opponents who beat them. And we're right. not try- But we're just saying we've seen enough Dangerfield to know that usually when they lose, you go, well, Dangerfield gave that game away at some point. 
point. It's not just us. It's any fan out in East Texas sees that every year. They say, this Tangefield team is good enough to win state. Yep. But my God, Thank what you. do they just do? Yep, exactly. You know? So, yeah. I mean, it's just not us. Uh, right, I mean, there's people in Dangerfield will tell you that. All right, let's go to 12-3A Division Two, And it felt like last year we started to see a little bit of Newton of old. You know, just the year before, you and mm -hmm. I were kind of shocked with how Wascombe pushed them around. Uh, and it wasn't that, you know, Newton's been in physical games, but it, it felt like Newton kind of was the one. I'll be honest, the first time I've seen them kind of go, we're out. We, don't, we just don't want to play anymore. Yeah, yeah. Last year, they 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 used that fuel and, and they came out and surprised. I say that in quotes, surprised some people by going 14 games into the season. Uh, they returned five on offense, six on defense. On the state level, I definitely think they take a step back. But inside this district, it's their district to win. It's their district. And you never know what they're going to do on the state level. Yeah, Take exactly. That. I, I mean, mean, if they're running dude, hot, dude, they yeah, can watch yeah, out. Watch out. I mean, Newton's just got football players every year. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I've got Newton one. Um, my number two team is Hemphill. And then I like uh, Anderson Shiro, number three. Uh, Connor uh, Daly at quarterback threw for over 1,000 yards last year, ran for almost four, uh, 400 yards. Uh, so I like uh, Shiro uh, at number three and then New Waverly at number four. Yeah, I have no problem with any of those. And, again, I think this is a district that Newton should win going away. Watch out for Warren, though. They return a lot from a team that was 4-6 and six last year, and they got hot early and then struggled and kind of had a lot of injuries and lost two games that if they'd have won, mm -hmm. they'd have been in the playoffs. And at the bottom of this district, I, I think there could be some churning down there. Yeah. But I think I don't think Newton's challenged in this district this year. All right, let's go to 13-3, Division Two, and, and this is a district that's interesting. It was interesting when realignment hit, and it, it kind of hasn't been because Buffalo just kind of fell off the, the, well, the well, world two years Buffalo, ago. Yeah. Last year, they did bounce back and go five and six, but can they threaten Lexington? Can they threaten Rodgers, I, I think maybe no. Rodgers on no. second place, maybe, but not Lexington. No, nobody. I, I, I don't know that anybody threatens Lexington this year. I think Lexington, if Case get, Evans, that, that quarterback, the most experienced quarterback coming back in 3AD2. But doesn't it feel like with Lexington, it's kind of been injuries the last few years if they can stay healthy? Injuries, yes, a little bit, but let I remind you that they play in the toughest region mm -hmm. in the class, and they've been doing so for several years. So when Lexington's up, oh, they underperformed. Well, they're also playing in the toughest region. Now, that's every a really year. good point. And sometimes outside of – and even Newton last year, you're not going to go – remember how we used to talk about uh, Wills Point and Forney? Yes. Wills Point yes. had some great teams, man. Early 2000s, but late why 90s. why can't they ever get – well, it's because they're – Facing Forney or Commerce, Commerce, yeah. right? That's and a really good point. Dude. Lexington may be the Will's Point of 2023. What uh, Will's, you know, what Will's Point was back in what the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s. Right. Yeah, that's, no, that's a Lexington, really good point, dude. That's what Lexington is right now. I think they're good enough to overcome that right now with Case Evans at quarterback again. I mean, that dude. That dude's been starting since a freshman. Yep. He threw for almost 3,000 yards the last two years. Um, you know, they've got offensive line coming back, a really good defense. This is uh, Lexington's um, district to lose, and they might make some, some threats on the state level. 
uh, this year. I really think they could. I got Rodgers number two, and then Clifton three, and then Buffalo four. Yeah, it'd be nice to see. I know technically the Cubs last year made the playoffs, but it would ni- be nice to see Clifton back into that nine, eight, nine win area instead of three and eight. I think Clifton will get back there. Um, all right, let's go to 14-3A Division two, and, and you and I are very, very high on Tidehaven. But I do think they're in a district that's going to be tough. I, I think they win it. I, I like I like the Tigers winning it, but I do think it's going to be a battle in this district. I do, too. I do like Tidehaven. Joseph Dodds at uh, running back ran for over 1,600 yards last year. Um, and then uh, the Russell kid at quarterback, Kale Russell, threw for almost, what, 2,400 yards uh, last year. And they've got everything coming back on defense. So Tidehaven, I think, is the clear favorite here. Uh, but let's not forget, I think East Bernard is your second best team uh, in this one. I think East Bernard uh, is going to be mashers up front on the offensive line. And they've got a great quarterback uh, in the Fajukas kid uh, who threw for over 1,000 yards last year. A uh, couple really good running backs. Uh, I think East Bernard will push Tide Haven a little bit. Uh, but I think it's Tide Haven number one. Uh, clearly, East Bernard somewhat close but Todd Haven still names their scores on that and then bowling three and then Wallace Brazos two uh four yeah you know East Bernard last year they, they took a, a huge step back it was really weird because we were doing it but a they show. were young up front they were young and they were at the time remember, they were actually trying to get away from they were trying to run a spread offense early mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. wasn't working and then they went back I, I think that they're gonna be perfectly you know they're, they're gonna remember who they are I, I still like bowling I, I still think the Bulldogs are, are, are the second place team though I got Tide Having, Bowling, and then East Bernard. Okay. And then Will Wallace Brazos, will they repeat what they did last year and surprise everybody and go 13 games into the season? They returned 14 starters from that region semifinal, yet I still don't feel comfortable in this district right. saying that they're going to be anything more than a fourth-place playoff team. All right. Well, this is if you're not Tide Haven <laughs> – this district's going to be tough to win. Yeah, because I, I, I think I mean, Tide Haven's, Haven's – yeah. I think Todd Haven's going to do special things this year, especially down in this region. No, I, I think I, I think things will open up draw-wise for Todd Haven, and I think you could see Todd Haven playing for a region championship and a state semifinal berth, and who knows? Once you get to the uh, semifinals, who knows, man? Yeah, you know. You could make it to Arlington. Yeah, last year, you know, they, they battled the Pirates to a 12-6 loss, and, I mean, it was back and forth. Poth, and, right? Yeah, Poth, 12-6. Yeah. And uh, we saw what Poth did to Harmony. Uh, Harmony, yeah. We thought that Harmony had a chance to destroy them. them. Especially the 25, 51 to 20 or something like that. Yeah, it wasn't even like. And that's, again, that makes me, that's one of the reasons why I still, I know people are crowning Harmony from last year's run, but I'm like, did things break right for them? It it, it did, but I think Harmony is still better than that things broke right for them. Mm -hmm. But I think that the post was a lot better than I thought they were. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I you know, what, look, how many times have we said, oh, both. When they get to those athletic games, they tend to right. struggle. And they you know, didn't. they're yeah. that That's region four. Yep. But, man, they weren't this past year. They were the real deal, dude. That's a real good point. All right, so let's go ahead and talk to them. 15-3A Division two. them, Comfort, Carn City. Uh, who do you have? I have the Pirates. Yeah, I, I got both again. They return a bunch of those dudes off a, of that 
That was a badass team. Badass team. They return a bunch of them. Almost all of them are up front. They have a young quarterback, the coach's son. Mm -hmm. I I know people – I think we finally got rid of that stigma. Oh, and the coach's son, is he really that good? Nine times out of ten nowadays, the coach's son, the quarterback, he's going to be great. And I think that's he could provide the one thing that they might not have had offensively, taking the top off of other defenses. Mm -hmm. At at times last year, again, in that uh, tight-having game, when when their safeties were able to just keep walking down on that running game, the Pirates struggled. But, man – Physically, they might be the most physical team in this region. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt, actually. So, I've got Poth 1, uh, Nixon Smiley 2, Comfort 3, and then Corn City 4. Hey, you know, last year, Comfort... They were three and eight, but they had, you know, they had that special run for a couple of years. Lost everybody. They're now. They feel reloading. We'll have to see. I, I think that they could end up number two, but I, I, I think it's still it's the Pirates and then everybody else. Yeah. All right, and let's finish up three uh, A Division two, sixteen three A Division two, and I think we're going to have an interesting uh, district out here. Look. Taft runs away with this district. Or J.J. <laughs> Acosta. I, I I think they do. J.J. Acosta's. I mean, look at him statistically. Oh no! I, I was saying one. I, no, you're one right. of the best passers in the state. Yep, over four thousand yards passing. Uh, ran for almost fourteen hundred and fifty yards. Yeah. I mean, I challenge you to find statistically a better quarterback than JJ Acosta. Their deal is. I'm waiting. They're, they're, I'm you not. can't do it. All right, boom. Taft, number one. <laughs> their, their their problem outside of the district is defensively, they give up a lot of points when they play a decent offense. They gave 50, 42, and 55 in their three well, losses. in this district, how many? Just, exactly. You know what they did in the district last year defensively? They're not going to see Nebraska of 94 they, they in had, this Two, they had two shutouts, held a team to six, held a team to seven, held a team to 13. So, yeah, Taft is going to run away with this. Right. I've um, got it. Taft one, uh, Hebronville two, Santa Rosa three, and then George West four. Don't count out Odom. Yeah. And here's why. I know they were one in nine last year, but like eight of their losses were by one point or one possession. Yeah. That, that kind of thing, if they can get that mentally and use that. Again, we talk about use that as motivation. And I'm not talking about in the state, but I could see them fighting for a playoff sure. spot in a district that outside of Taft, everybody else is kind of at the same level. Yeah. All right. That is 3A Division Two in the books. We're going to take one more break. And when we come back, we're going to have NETSN tell us who they think come out of East Texas in 3A. And then we'll give our region our semifinals, and our state championship picks right here on Sideline to Sideline, the big R's preview show for 3A, brought to you by SI Design and Printing on L4 Media. Helmets don't protect every direction of force, and in some sports, uh, a helmet just isn't part of the equipment, like basketball or soccer. Hockey has a small type of helmet. They just don't protect you against all the directions of forces that come into play. You can get forces on top of your head, on the side, on the back, but under the shin, there's nothing to protect that except for a physiologically positioned jaw. Putting your jaw in its physiologic rest position brings the actual jawbone away from the skull so that when you receive that force from an impact, that force doesn't get translated through the joint into that cradle of the skull, injuring the brain. Grant 
Goodwin back here, sideline to sideline, the Big R's preview show for 3A, brought to you by SI Design and Printing. Uh, before we give our region semifinals and state picks, the boys at NETSN, they tell us who they think is going to come out of 3A in East Texas and be a threat on the state level. And let's let's look at 3A Division One. Um, I know Corey's favorite team, or one of his favorites, is in this classification. I know he's going to talk about him, but I'm going to go ahead and mention Malakoff. Got a chance to try to re get some revenge. Um, and Corey, what do you think about about the Koff's uh, chances this year making a state run? You know, I think it, it may be their year. They've got a good opportunity to do so. Uh, Mount Vernon is losing a lot, so I would I would go with Mount Vernon. Winsboro yep. could be the team to watch out for. Kyler, Kyler they Finney. surprise a lot of people. Yeah, Kyler yeah. Finney just got uh just got an offer here a few days ago. I think he accepted. Uh, I can't think of is it Harding? I can't think of off the top of my head. But uh, Coach Finney and his son, the the coach quarterback combination, that usually is a good combination. So I look for them to continue yeah. to be uh to be in uh. A, a troublemaker in that region. I don't know if they're a state contender, but they could give some people some problems for sure. Um, that's definite. Um, you know, just looking down here through some teams that are that are there. Um, Atlanta's a team that's maybe not, you know, at the top, but they're a team that could give some people some problems. We're actually going to do a game in Brook Hill uh, this year, Brook Hill versus Atlanta, so we'll get to see them live. Uh, me and I think me and Vince are calling that game, so we'll get to see Atlanta in action. Um, and so that'll be they're they're interesting. Of course, you got the Burrows, you got Pottsboro there too. Um, they were pretty solid last season. Um, but I think if you're just if you're just looking to a team, I think the one above the rest in East Texas wise is Malakoff. I think guys, I think they're the state contender. I don't know if they want a rematch with Brock or not, but uh, they could they they look to take that region and possibly get get that rematch i had them over grandview and they got they got their they got their disrespect back over grand that grandview lost and then they had to face against brock <laughs> in a semifinal oh. game or the state runner game but you know malakoff is they've they've been tough for what the past five or six years yeah. and you know they've been on a roll lately. now i will so, say you know, they're gonna off to them they got a lot to replace you know they got they yeah. have three offensive players returning and six defense. So they got a lot to replace, but it's one of those things. They're going to have the athletes. They're going to have um, the players to do Malikoff so. Always have athletes. They yeah, always Coach, have good athletes. Yeah. Coach Dristle does a great job there in Malakoff. They're, they're, I guess they're just pretty much one of those powerhouses in East Texas. that just reloads and they, they've always got something coming back. They used um, to be like that in basketball. And, you know, I don't know if this is like that in basketball anymore, but, yeah. They used to be like that in basketball, but now it's, you know, football. Hey, see Texas, go figure. Vince, you got anybody to add in there or anything to add to what we said? I on mean, you already brought up the, the boroughs, like like you said, Pottsboro um, and White, White, Whitesboro in there. Whitesboro too. and Winsboro. Yeah. You got lots of boroughs. Yeah, yeah. And, and they were all kind of right there neck and neck. I think they all beat each other or something like that last year. Um Malakoff, I was not so high on Malakoff last year. Uh, I, I've been made a believer, so um, drinking the Kool Aid, Vince. 
I'm, I'm not going to say I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm just going to be quiet and let them play ball. <laughs> you got to go listen to good authority. I got good authority. You know, I'm just going to hush. You know, you know, mama used to tell you back in the day, you don't know what you're talking about, hush. You're right. The grown folks talking. Grown folks talking. Yeah. So I'm going to let them have it. <laughs> well, you mentioned Mount Vernon. They've got a pretty good player in Boone Morris. He's picked the uh, preseason defensive player of the year in 3A. So, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't count out uh Mount Vernon either. Um, you know, they've got a they've yeah. got a good system. I know they'll be maybe take a take a little bit of a step back after the caliber of players that they lost, but um I think what's going to help them um and I'm trying to think, I need to I should know this, but they had the injury early in the year. Mount Vernon did their their star quarterback. But what that did is it forced oh, yeah. it forced their uh, their younger guy. What's his name? I need. I'm gonna look him up because I I should know this, but you know, uh, I just he went blank. I had it earlier. What his name was? I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. That was that was very early in the season. Yeah. So Mount Vernon, um, let's see, he's gonna be quarterback uh, Ryder Bowers, um, and so last year. He was forced to come in and play quarterback when it it wasn't his year to and, and so he got extra snaps. So last year that hurt them a little bit, but now, you know, they're they're returning half and half of five and five basically. So about half of the offense, half the defense, but mm-hmm. they got some starts for him. And so, Coach George is is looking to get that that offensive experience that he's got now and be able to use that this season because he no longer has to try to get a new guy out there. He's already, he's unfortunately for them, which it was, it was, it's tough because when you lose a guy like they did at that point in the season, when they're just rolling and having to put a young guy in, it's, it's tough. It doesn't always happen like the Demetrius Brisons a few years ago where you stick the freshman and he goes off and they just, you know, it, it doesn't always happen that way. Nope. But, now he's got the snaps. So I looked at Mount Vernon as my maybe a, like a dark horse for me. Okay. They could do some damage. Division two. Yes, Division two. Um, you know, last year we had a couple of surprises in this little region. Um, I mean, we don't have Kyle with us tonight. He he couldn't make it, but um I just I need to I need to get this, I need to do this for him tonight. Let's, oh, God. let's here we go. <laughs> Let's talk about harmony, Corey. Harmony. 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 Say it right. See if you see. See you should have just gave me the cue, and I would say it's harmony. Harmony. It's, it's okay, with the, it's, it's the hard eye from I was gonna skip harmony. Myself, but all right. Let's do it. <laughs> so, so, uh, harmony. My favorite harmony. name. Now, now can we say this year, this year, Corey? They're not going to sneak up on anybody, though. No, no, no. I think no, last year they were the surprise. I think they they're one of those they're one of those teams, and I know we refer back to Chapel Hill. But the, remember the the year, the three years ago, when they started off so terrible, they barely made the play, and they hit that. They just hit a peak. They peaked at the right time. That mm-hmm. was a similar run to Harmony had last year. They they peaked one of those, right, they, those they peaked, wins last year with nobody else. Done. Yeah, they peaked at the right time. And and they they beat a good hooks team in the playoffs, which hooks I think is another team that's going to be that's going to be good. Yes, that's what I'm um, I look say. forward to seeing. Yeah, I think they actually play this year during the season uh, again. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to that game. Hooks is going to be 
Yeah, Hooks is going to be um, again solid um, out of this region. Um, by far, I do have to do have to do a name drop. By far, my favorite name of all names in in, in high school Texas high school football, Boston Seahorn. Is that not the one of the best names? Boston Seahorn, man. And, like, and is that a cool name or what, man? And <laughs> guess what? He's he's name. back. He's back, Corey. Mr. Do it all. Yeah, he's a junior. junior. Yeah. Mr. I mean, do it all. This there, th- and that's the impressive thing. Like that group last year, this is probably the year they were supposed to make the run, guys. You know, they they had a, a great run, but I don't think anybody really was expecting it this year. Now, with what they have coming back, guys, I mean, man, this the senior class to be, they've got a chance to do something in, in a lot of sports is it makes some deep runs. I mean, they've got of course you mentioned uh Boston Seahorn, and that's the one that everybody knows, but you've got um uh, Weston Seahorn as well. He's, he's got a brother. You get the Seahorn to Seahorn combination. When you have when you and you and you know the smaller schools, when you have those brothers that they can play on the same teams and they're good athletes, that's usually a good sign. Um well, the Seahorn I ever knew was Jason Seahorn. That's it. Now, but, that, I mean, that's, that's great. The only Seahorn I knew. Now, now think about this, guys. The district they're in, man, they've got a tough just district. That's a that's a tough one. You've got Dangerfield, which is another team that's got a chance that's back. Yeah. You got uh the Hampton kid that's committed to Texas or recommitted to Texas, and you've got Wascom. And that's one of those that's Wascom's sneaky good. And you can't count them out. So they're they're in a tough district. Um I think that the top three there pretty are pretty salty above everybody else. But I think the two, Dangerfield and to me, Dangerfield and Harmony have really good opportunities to make deep runs. Um, West Rusk is another one. You know, they they've they've been good over the last several years. They're they're replacing their head coach. Um, coach Mata has moved up. He was the offensive coordinator. His son graduated um, and moving on to to the college level to, to run track. But I mean, Coach Mata has got got a lot to replace, but he's got a good solid foundation of a, of tradition there at West Rusk. So they're looking to continue on now. I know they're probably not state ranked, but somebody to keep an eye on. I got to talk to the troop head coach Sam Wells, and this is his year. He's got a bunch of seniors. Um, we all we all know one of their best players, Trey Davis. His his uh, father would, went to high school at Chapel Hill, where we all went as well, and so he's being recruited all over. I mean, he's a three four sport. I think everything he plays, he's he's good at. He's just one of those athletes can can do it all. Um, if he gets the ball in the open field, he's gone. Um, they've got a three-year starter at quarterback in in Grayson Herndon. Um, so they've got they've got some pieces that this is Troop's year, and, and Coach Wells said it like this is this is his group. He's got a lot of seniors, a lot of experience, and they look to try to move up the district standings a little bit. I think last year they were in the in the fourth there fourth spot, but I look for them to compete with West Rusk and both be really strong in this region, guys. Yeah, yeah I, I think Troop. I, I think Troop is on the right track. Um, you know, shout out to Trey Davis. Hopefully, he has a even better year this year. Um, I'm, I'm always excited when these Texas kids get recruited, and you know, they, they, it's 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 a fun time for those guys, especially at the smaller schools. You you don't want just one guy. Troops had this will be a couple of guys, a couple of D1 athletes, you know, that will get recruited uh, from Troop High School. So I mean, that's that's a 
Anytime you have a Division One kid in your program, the guy that gets recruited, you're on the right track. So, you know, you've got some good athletes, and this will be two in a couple of years. So, you know, they're they're on the right track, man. They're, they're, they're all right. All right, so anybody else that y'all see in 3A Division Two, I think for me, just my contenders, you know, right now, Harmony, of course, Dangerfield, Hooks, and I think okay. Troop is right there with West Rusk. I'm not sure. It'll, I'll, I'm going to leave those to be determined. I think they're both going to be really good, but are they state contenders? Eh, I'm not sure yet. Let's let's see how the see how the preseason goes and see how they go in the district. Um, but I think they have a chance to be that we may look at those guys that they one of those could be the harmony of this season. They could they could mm-hmm. get a, a nice run in the playoffs, have some nice matchups, and uh, move on. Anybody else that you guys see that you think are going to make the? Well, you named them. That's it. Really. That's all. I mean, that's pretty much it. There's a lot of talent there. And then that's why we call it Beast Texas. And we love covering these guys. And, and guys, I think uh, just in closing here, um, if you're looking for a place to get Northeast Texas sports, um, visit our website, netisin.live, and our YouTube channel, netisin. Search for it. Um, we've got lots of content. We'll have lots of games. We have shows of our own that we have. Um, we'll have shows throughout the year of all different teams. So just take a look, look at, look, look at us. And, uh, and, uh, we've, we got you covered. I mean, we, we, we do everything. How dare they do promos on our show? Brett, I expect a check made out to, well, her name is big meat. Oh, never mind. I'll say that. <laughs> anyway, we do appreciate Brett and the boys at NETSN. As he said, you can find them online at netsn.live. Uh, you know, they, 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 they do what we don't do anymore, and that's broadcast a ton of football games. They're going to have a game of the week. They also do Chapel Hill. They do a ton of baseball. They do a ton of basketball, and they're going to be doing our East Texas show this year. We do appreciate that, and they're going to be making their picks uh, for the other two shows. And I like what they said. You know, as much as everybody talks about Harmony, there's three or four teams in East Texas that could be the next Harmony because there's a team like that every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we do appreciate them giving us that 3A info for East Texas. Now let's look at the region. So the way we do the playoffs, we don't try to predict every playoff game. Uh, we predict who we think is going to be in the region finals, mm-hmm. who we think is going to win that, win, go to the semifinals, and who we think is going to play in the state championship. Well, you and I, now you and I, we, we only compare notes right at the right when we're about to record this we, we, we especially now because we're not we didn't do video we've paused and stuff and so we we, we, we went over our notes and I, I think we're gonna end up in the same path but i think we're gonna get there through different means but anyway who do you have in division one give me your region matchups all right i think it's brock and bushland yeah in uh the region one final um, who do you think? Yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, I, I know I predict Paradise to to win district, but I like what you said when we were talking Brock off the air. You might beat Brock once, but if you have to play Brock twice, that there's a good chance you're not going to come out of there two and zero. There's a really good chance. I will say this: if anybody in Region One plays Brock twice and beats them both times, they might walk away with a state championship. Oh yeah, yeah. If you can do it, yeah. But who can I, do I, it? I do think at the end of the day, Brock is back in that, and I just man Bushland. I know they collapsed against Brock, but, man, you also got to remember for a half a game, they took Brock's defense to the woodshed. Yeah, I mean, did. And they didn't do it with tricks and mirrors and all that. They went right at them. I, I think it's going to be a hell of a matchup, but 
I've still got Brock winning the region, man. Yeah, I think I Jim Ned's right up there, though. I think Bushland. Uh, but it, I just I, until you, I, I guess it's a, until you break. It beat could Brock. be. It could be er, very easily be Brock versus Jim Ned or, 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 in in this uh, region final. Yeah, or depending on how the brackets, Paradise and, and Brock. Or, or but I just I keep going back to Brock and Bushland. Brock and Bushland. Yeah, it's that what's that thing? You know, sometimes the simple answer is the answer. And when you look at this region, we can do all the what ifs. But, but it's not so simple. Simple when you throw Jim Ned in there. No, it's not, but I still like Bushland and Brock a little bit better than Jim Ned. This okay. Year. Um, region two, Winsboro versus Malakoff is what I've got. I've got it too, and we'll, we'll just go from there. All right, so region three, do you and I differ uh, here? Well, so I had Lorena win in the district. Yeah. But going I back have, to the winning, beating a team twice. I have Franklin versus Hitchcock in the region final in region three. I have Franklin versus Hitchcock in the region final as well. And then in region four. I think it's a consensus Edna. Edna. Right. Yeah. Okay. I don't even know if it matters who Edna plays in region four. I, I, I legitimately think Edna might run through region four and, and just put up crazy numbers and like they kind of like they did last year. Yeah. Yeah. Cowboys didn't lose a ton, and they're always physical, and, and they, they are the most athletic team most times in that region in this division. Yep. All right, so let's go. Who goes to the semifinals? Um, okay, I've got Brock beating Winsboro. All right. And Wait, I've got, what? Huh? You took my Winsboro, you son bitch. Sorry. You and I both. I, I, look, I love Malikoff, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Something about Winsboro last year, it feels like that light finally came on for that program, a program that it felt like over the last five or six years has been super talented but super inconsistent. It felt like that changed a little bit last year, and I think that carries over to this year. Yeah, yeah. So I've got Brock Winsboro in the semifinals on that top uh, end, and then I've got Franklin versus uh Edna, I think Franklin beats Hitchcock in a nail biter um, with Jaden Jackson. I did, you know, figure out a way, and then uh, so it's Franklin, uh, Edna in the semifinals. All right, we have Franklin fans, we have Columbus fans, and mm-hmm. I love all y'all, but I've got Hitchcock winning it. I have Hitchcock but beating it Franklin. Could be. Columbus. It, oh, it very well. I mean, look, this region. <laughs> or dude, it could be Lorena. It could be Lorena. It could I mean, be. region three is such a toss-up. And then again, it's you, such a guess. And at again, this point we're not even talking about a Yoakum team or a Cameron Yo team. I mean, right. I, 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 I'm just going on a gut. It just feels like Hitchcock. At, at the end of the day last year, uh, they were just below Franklin, and, and I think that they. I don't know. I'm just. I mean, maybe it's just a. There's got to be a change at some point. Maybe it's tired head of Franklin being there three straight years. You want to really make your head spin? What? Um, you said, look, Lorena was just under Columbus at one time. Yep. Columbus was just under Hitchcock <laughs> yep. at one time. Hitchcock was just, just under, under Franklin. Franklin at one time, and Brock was just under. <laughs> Frankly, yeah. but I, I, I'm sorry. I just it does give you tired. It gives you, in a good way, and it gives you, you tired. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I'd yeah, rather I, know this than have a Carthage running through. Exactly, knowing Carthage is going to run through, even, and then boom. And even if it is Brock and Franklin again, they're going to have both earned it. I think it is Brock and Franklin. Yeah, you, again. you think it is, but I'm saying yeah, that they're going to burn Franklin. Will edge out Edna. I think Edna will give Franklin everything they want. Franklin's going to earn this uh, state championship trip uh-huh. again. Uh, but who so better, who better to put your money on when it comes to a tough draw yeah, than no, Franklin? Right. 
I mean, they've dodged so many arrows. They've they've out athleted people. They out uh, grinded people. people. They've I, outworked people. Yeah, dude, that's I a good mean, point, man. They know how to get there, and they know how to Ooh. win those big games. I think it's going to be Brock and Franklin in the state championship. After I picked Franklin second Again. in their district. But that's how good well, Lorena is. They we, we're not even mentioning in the state semifinals. Here we go. I have Brock second, and I have Brock playing in the state championship. I have them playing Edna. Okay. I have Brock beating Edna for the state championship. And My I've got Brock beating Franklin oh, so on we, the last so possession. This is, again, th <laughs> this is what I love. Because, yeah. But. It's well worth the ticket if okay. any of these matchups. The, the in Arlington, if you pay your ticket to go see Brock Franklin, Brock Edna, Brock Lorena, Brock, Brock Lorena, Brock, Brock, anybody, right? Dude, three A Division One this year is going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. And and I remember us saying, whoever got the ball with five minutes left wins that game last year. And, and literally, it, Franklin with four like fifty nine started that drive. Yeah, I still believe that now. I do. That think, was a gutsy team. Oh, that was man. A, that Franklin one team. Th one throw. What was it? Uh, Dabo Swinney said after they beat uh, Frank. Uh, uh, Florida State several years ago on their first uh, national championship run. At the end of the game, it was, you know, they left it all on the field, yep. and it was just, you know, Florida State was supposed to beat them. And he said, bring your own guts. I told them, bring your own guts. That's what Franklin does every week. Exactly. They bring their own guts. And they might leave them on the field, but you know what? There's more guts from the opponent on yep. the other on, on on the other side of the field. But in saying all that, you and I both agree on the state champion. That's the crazy yeah, thing. I about know. It. We took different paths. Way different paths, but we hope both have And I would pay a hundred bucks a ticket to see that game. Oh yeah. I would. And the great thing Absolutely. is we get in free. I know. All right. Let's go to Division Two because I think Division Two is I think Division Two is going to be fun in and of itself, mm -hmm. but I think it's completely a different way. I I, I just uh, well, let's just go. We'll, we'll go Region Region One. I have Canadian versus Wall. I've got Canadian versus Wall as again, well. and I have early winning District, but I don't think early can beat Wall twice. And see, I yeah I okay I had Wall beating yeah you early have, you have Wall going to District or winning yeah, yeah, District. Yeah, yeah. I, right. I, I just see that again as one of those they're going to play each other possibly twice in the season. Yeah. Um, and then in Region 2, it's going to be a tried and true. It's Gunner and Holiday. Yeah. And, man, I am having a – I'm leaning Gunner. Oh, hang on, hang on. Give me your Region 3 first. We've got to go to our Region Finals first, and then we'll see. Oh, okay. Wins. All right. Uh, I've got it Dangerfield and – It feels like Dangerfield Harmony, doesn't it? It does, but I, I don't know why, but in the back uh -oh. of my uh -oh. – Well, no, I have a hard time in my little pea-sized brain picking two uh, district mates every and meeting every, yeah. in the That's finals. A, yeah. I don't know why because it happens all the way. time. Yeah, you and I are different Not all the time, but it happens. It happens enough now. Right, but I'm thinking – I'm thinking Dangerfield Hooks in the region final. Damn you. Oh, really? That was going to be the, I'm going to pull that surprise. Oh, Mr. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a savant. I'm going to pull the, well, you the know what, surprise. <laughs> Good job. No, I, I, I don't know, I mean, man. Harmony could be there, too. I don't know. Why don't you just take Prairieland? Are they yeah. in three? No, they're not. Never I, mind. I, I, I just feel I, I still don't trust what Harmony did in totality last year. I think they're going to be do. a great I think they're going to be a perfectly fine team. I'm not saying they're going to be a bad team, folks. And the great thing is, is I'm going hooks. You're going hooks. You know who plays in the first week of the season? Hooks and Harmony. 
So we're going to know right off the top, at yeah. least at the beginning, where we're at and if we're in the right ballpark. And I think we will be. I, I, I just think danger. I, I'm, I'm like you. I, if I'm picking against the Seahorn, though, I'm pretty scared. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. But How can you not be? How yeah. can you not well, be? Well, because, I mean, again, it's not like there's been three years of Harmony being in the region finals. They were 0-4 at one point last year. Great comeback. Way to bounce back. But they still, at one point last year, got beat by White Oak, who won, like, two games. I mean, and I know Before they got, they changed their offensive philosophy. Yeah, and that is true. That's a great point. That's one thing we didn't really talk about this time is they kind of did a, a metamorphosis. Inside, which, and, hey, by the way, the way they great were job of the coach willing to do that because a lot of coaches won't do that. Well, and great uh, great job by the kids for picking it up. Yeah. Because, I mean, a lot of kids take two or three years to adapt to a new system. Dude. They did it mid midstream. Hooks, you got to give Hooks credit. Their first three games of the year, Harmony at Cooper, who we were going to talk a lot about in the 2A, and then Winsboro. Yeah, Harmon, Hooks might end up being 0-3 and still end up winning out and, and being in that. I'm going to stick yeah. with it. I'm going Dangerfield over versus Hooks. And then in, in Region 4, I like Tidehaven. Is it is it the Pirates again, Post? Do you think it's them? No, I think it's Tidehaven. No, I, I mean, Tidehaven and I'm talking playing each other. Yeah, you think yeah, you're playing. Yeah, right, Tidehaven so versus Poth, and I think, okay, I can't yeah, tell you now, who now we wins can, that one. All right, so okay. Region 1, who wins? Um, Canadian versus, I've got it, Gunner. You've got it, Canadian versus Holiday, right? Oh, in the in the in the semifinals, yes, I've got Canadian versus Holiday. Okay, and I've got Canadian beating Gunner. I have Canadian beating Holiday. Okay, so we're kind of on the same track for the um, yep. state championship, like we were in D one. Yep. We're just getting there we're, different we're, ways. We're, maybe. The, we're almost in the same path though this time. Right. Uh, All right. He, uh, Hooks, Dangerfield, or Harmony in Region Three. I've got uh, um, I've got Dangerfield. Playing Tidehaven in the semifinals. I, I, have, I have Dangerfield playing Tidehaven. I have Dangerfield beating Tidehaven. I have Canadian and Dangerfield in what will be one of the best state championship matchups if that happens. That's you what and I, I have as well. You and I Damn don't. You. you and I don't dream of state matchups many times, but this is one of those years. And I'm not saying if anybody else makes it, we're going to be unhappy. But I just would love to see the Canadian offense. And that athletic Dangerfield defense and then that Dangerfield offense, which for all the talk about Canadians offense, Dangerfield's offense might score 60 points a game this year. If Again, if they can if they can remember how good they are and be yeah. just halfway consistent, they could score 60 points a game. I think Canadian wins, but I think just like that Franklin State Championship game back when they beat Franklin, I think it's an all-time barn burner, uh, 50 to 49. Last person with the ball wins the game. I got Canadian and Brock winning the state championships. Uh, yeah, I've yeah I've got Canadian over uh, Dangerfield as well, and I think it's uh, I think Brock is your D1 championship, and your D2 champion is Canadian. That is going to do it for the Big Arse Preview Show for Class 3A. Again, sorry for the technical difficulties, and we're only doing audio, uh, but the other shows will be up in the next 20 days. It's August 5th when we're recording this, uh, and, and again, we don't do a week one show. Uh, just to remind everybody, we, will let the, we let these, we call it marinate all the way through week one. Grant and I will be back in studio, back with video for Class 3A week 
two of the high school football season. If you're interested in 4A and 3A, we have those up here on the website, s2sgrantandterry.com on all podcast platforms. And we are going to put the audio only on YouTube as well. It just won't be with video. But we do appreciate everybody joining us. Again, we still have two more shows to go. We did 3A first just to kind of let you know if you're curious about that. And if you all know the rule, Grant, at the end of the night, well, we've got one extra show at the end of the night this year that we haven't had. So it's going to be fun to see where we're at. But, huh? Aren't we going to do some of the fireworks? No, that's your, you keep saying that. Nobody else has agreed with you. No, I'm, I'm going to do it. On the air. In the house. In the studio, in the house. Well, your, your, your almost new wife has one more chance to get her senses straight after she comes she home. Here. Well, after she comes home and half the house is burned down. Or it smells, but oh. that's all right. Well, you just, no, you just tell her that's the beef ribs. I'm going to go back out to the truck and get those because they've been sitting there. Oh, the that's truck. not a good thing. <laughs> they might already start going out here. So anyway, <laughs> we do want to thank SI Design and Printing, our title sponsor for being the title sponsor on all three shows all year long. So check them out on Facebook. Just type in SI Design uh, and Printing. You can also find them online, SI Design and Printing.net, or SI Design.net, excuse me. Until the other shows or until week two, 3A, he's Grant Goodwin. I'm Terry Bennett. This has been Sideline to Sideline, the Big R's preview show brought to you by SI Design and Printing on S2S Sports, part of L4 Media. Oh,